he's probably the only major character that's still alive. Yeah, yeah. Nerds, nerds, nerds unite! All right, sitting over there talking about Game of Thrones. Next thing you know, we'll be talking about agriculture for another five hours. (laughs) (laughs) Which, by the way, I can do. That conversation will never see the light of day. Oh, just letting you guys know. Good, riveting. Man, it feels good to see you guys again. Been a while, and yeah. and and Dad, you as well. Adam, you've changed. Yeah, Adam, you've gotten. He's been out in the black. Sun. Yeah. <laughs> out. Oh man, but um, I met a few people, and I, I I got them on the show, so I wanted to kind of like step back because uh, that hurricane might have got our podcast in some new hands and some new ears. How about that? So really? I want to I want to say, mm-hmm. you know, welcome to our new listeners and our and our and our faithful short box nation. Guys, we're back. The short box, sorry, the short box podcast is back. Jasper Flores premier comic book and pop culture podcast. I know it's been a hiatus, but uh, you can blame Hurricane Irma and uh, just being lazy as shit. Um, <laughs> uh, guys, we've decided to, aside from our normal kind of like weekly, what's going on in the comic book world, we decided to uh, highlight an individual in the comic book world that. Um, you can arguably say is one of the greatest creators um, out there. We were talking about Jack Kirby, guys. So for the next two hours, we're going to spill our guts and our love of the king, the king of comics, Jack Kirby. So, But I do want to introduce my co-host. My name is Bader Milligan, but I've got Cesar Cordero with me. Hello, hello. i got Edmund Danzart. Yo. And in place of Adam and Ashley, who couldn't make it, unfortunately. They have got- conglomerated together in Dragon Ball Z style to create shows <laughs> 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 of We've got... It's like fire fan storm. favorite Two people. We've got the Marvel OG is back on the He's show. Back, yes. Hey, thanks, thanks for having me. When I say that, when I introduce people to the show, and it's it's uh, it'll be folks that just haven't read comic books. They just kind of enjoy like our banter. You're you're the Marvel OG for a reason. Like you are the encyclopedia of, of you know Marvel comics for us. There are people who enjoy your banter without knowing what the hell you're talking about. They're like, I just really enjoy his laughter. It's so like jolly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I, I say that because I say this because uh, I feel like see and, and Ed, correct me if I'm you know tell me if I'm if I'm crazy, but I you're feel crazy. Like this is one of yes. our <laughs> you're crazy and wrong. I think this Both. is one of our strongest right. episodes. You know, That's we're good. paying yeah, homage to someone that um I don't listen, think- true believer. I'm gonna say it's Ugh. the strongest one because I'm on it. So. <laughs> Not only do we talk about someone that is long overdue to uh, have an episode dedicated to him, um, Cesar also teaches us that the demon might be the greatest rapper of all time, and, and you'll you'll find out what I mean uh, later on. But like I said, it's an episode full of Jack Kirby love and uh, interesting stories, facts, and just our review of, of the legend himself. And um, of course, we spend the second half talking about our championing a few things. Uh, that we all love dearly. So. Little defenders, we get a little. Yeah, a little. That's right. The Marvel OG tells us his thoughts on the defenders. The Iron Fist getting fighting worse. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, Shameful. spoiler warning. Shameful. <laughs> spoiler Shame. warning. If you haven't seen it, we do kind of touch on uh, the movie It a little bit. I don't think it's you a know little. filled with spoilers at all. Not too but bad. Just Not in case. Uh, yeah. So uh, I do want to say, you know, if this is your first time tuning in. Uh, go to shortboxjacks.com. From there, you can find links to all of our um, you know, social media pages as well as our Stitcher page, our iTunes page. Wherever you can listen to podcasts, you can find us. So subscribe. It'll just you know, make your life easier when we drop new episodes. See? I was going to say, can I say 
the you mentioned about your dad being on the show. And my favorite thing about Joe is whenever he uh, like makes a point, he'll punctuate it with the issue that that point is is relevant to. Like, and it'll be like a like it'll be like what you didn't think that was cool? Well, he, he did this and blah blah blah, and this happened in there. Iron Man number seven. <laughs> what? It's got a reference. Wait, wait. Like he cites his You're sources. Like a he he cites his sources better than an English student like does Wikipedia. working on their dissertation. Like he's like, oh, you thought that Doctor Doom doesn't brush his teeth? Well, he does. Fantastic Four number two. <laughs> Panel that, nine. That you've got. You've got fans out there. I've got yeah. people that are like. So when's uh, the Marvel G going to come back? He's moved on the last episode, damn it. <laughs> He's got a family and a wife. Uh, so, yeah. He made him sound like Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Joe Milligram. <laughs> Working on the docks, selling comics to free his kids. <laughs> Uh, hey, wait, he's from Jersey, so it makes exactly. sense. Oh. I was about to say that. Folks, you're in for a ride. I, I promise. I promise. So uh, without further ado, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and start this episode. I am proud to present episode 178, King Kirby. It is indeed a great pleasure to present to you at this particular time, the hardest working man in show business. Man, this thing ought to go crazy. Let's go. Not your suicide squad, that's a comic book guy Back again, another round, set to set, we take the prize Not a stranger to this thing, or eleven, just normal guys Smooth pop culture, comic game vultures That L we taking out, just outright golden You already know how we do for those who know us iTunes, the short box, come on and join us It's not a secret to the world that we taking over So with this war, Dr. Doom and yeah, the wait is over So fan girls and fan boys, welcome to season four we got exactly what you need, make yourself at home. Season champion is ready to give you so much more. Ladies and gents, let's begin. This is season four. Yeah, the short box. Ha. Let's go, let's go. All the news. know. Season four. Let's go. Well, that depends on who's doing it, too. And this is what I'm saying. now. So if it's like, you know, regular natural farmer guy doing it for the sake of, hey, I like the taste and it's good for you, <laughs> then that's the guy I'm going to buy from. But clearly, like you said, produce industry is going to be like, well, we want to make more money, so let's just do... By the way, you're listening to Produce Talk, uh, the podcast about fruit, vegetables. Uh, my guest today, Joseph Milligan, thank you for coming and returning. <laughs> Now, next up is going to be a report on the farmer's market regarding all sorts of uh, things, pork bellies in particular. Oh, Lord. Please don't go there. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. I'm no, I, I could talk you. about this all day. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was messing with you. All right. But, but, but what I'm saying is the truth. Right. No, I, all right. No more riveting agriculture talk. Sounded like an Amazon Pantry uh, podcast. I was waiting here. for you to make a joke like, uh, geez, it's about as exciting as watching plants grow. Check, checking. You sound good, see? You sound good. Do I? Calling all cars, calling all cars. All right. Eating the mic too much. Calling all cars, calling all cars. Edmund. One out of 12. you give us... Hello. Check one, two. Check. Ooh, that uh, good. Mm. Dad, you were talking that um, 
We're just kind of coffee talk a little bit more. You said that you didn't like the Defenders? Dang, no. dude, why you gotta start it off like that? Like, because I'm kind of, I want to know. I told you didn't you like. You should just be like, what are your thoughts? <laughs> like, you set him up to just, just no, rant. Said, Look, no, uh, oh, man. well, I'm not. He's got run. a I hate Defender shirt on right now. That <laughs> <listeners cannot see. laughs> hold on, hold on. Because oh wait, wait, wait. Because Ed has a Fender shirt on, and I'm wondering if they're sponsoring you, sir, because of your Instagram posts. <laughs> you're like, check out all these sweet Fender bases. Oh, and wish. by the way, <laughs> Fender, uh, if you're listening, you, you should, you should like. At them, I did tag them. Did you really? I did. Oh yeah, cool, cool. I'll I'll take a squire. Yeah, I'll Uh, take a starter pack. Check out our (laughs) just something. Throw me a something. Set of strings. Check out our corn talk. Just have them write you a check. You'd do better. I know. So we're talking about defenders and fenders. Well, Welcome episode, to the podcast about fenders. Well, we're going to talk about sponsors. This episode is also and sponsored Masanto by uh, talk later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Masanto cast. This episode is sponsored by the Jolly Green Giant and uh, <laughs> and Brocco all kinds of yeah. shadow organizations and Brocco flower hybrid vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> we finally got the... sponsors. <laughs> yeah. I can't even spell Brocco flower, so it's the... spelled S A T A N. Exactly. Brock. Oh, flower! <laughs> uh, no, Dad. What are your thoughts on defenders? I don't. We we had a whole episode about defenders. Uh, I was like a couple it, episodes back. I was liking it up until episode four, I think. So halfway through, which changed. Iron Fist, man. No, well, yeah. I told you we suck. <laughs> We've been saying. I told that. you guys, dude. I was saying wow. that from the very beginning. He's not a fighter. I mean, don't get me wrong. Adam Gale fights better. And it's not, it's not that... <laughs> and she's got one move. It's not, that I, it's not that Iron Fist himself is not a fighter the way that um, Gil Kane and, and Doug Mowens created him. It's the simple fact that... <laughs> it's the fact that this guy, man... Oh, Lord, this guy. <laughs> this guy. That he's a billionaire. He's reminded oh, you a couple times. So what? Batman is a billionaire too, but in every movie, (laughs) Batman can fight. You understand? This guy just can't fight. Yeah, we've been saying that. Now, in the comic books. You guys got mad at me for saying that last time. True. For the record. Actually, actually, wait, 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 for actually, the record. I did it. For the record. I did it. I, I, was, I was with you on that. Hold on. For yeah. the record. I was with you on that. I also took back my statements, if you'll remember. Let me uh, clarify. I was, I was with you on that. How's that salt tasted now, motherfuckers? <laughs> Check this out. Check this out. Actually, marinating. Perfection. Okay. Suck it, Corey. I, Ed, here we go. I, Ed, here we go. I was with you on the fact that this dude could not fight. He's yeah. not a, an, he did a, a quote-unquote martial artist. Mm-hmm. He's not that. But what my point was with you that day was the fact that Iron Fist, as a, as a character... Other than his martial arts skills and his fist, he has no he has no powers. That was my thing with you. Now with this guy, on the other hand, like let me get back to my original statement. In the in the comic books, Iron Fist would handle Daredevil. I'm sorry, everybody whipped. His everybody ass. loves Daredevil, and this guy who plays him is great, and the the shows and everything is great. But in the comics, I'm afraid. Iron Fist would tear Daredevil a new one. He already tore Luke Cage a new one. Power Man number 50. There you go. Gotcha. And, and gotcha. Me? And, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no one doubted no, what, what I meant. No one disagreeing, Joe. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that they made, they made Iron Fist such a weak, such a lousy character in the show, mm-hmm. man. It blew it for me. 
Yeah. It blew it. Daredevil stood out the most out of all out of everybody in the show. Well, he was Scott Summers. Basically. <laughs> but um yeah, Daredevil was that dude, man. He was he's the man. That's all I can say. Yo, this is Botter. Sorry for interrupting this episode, but I'll keep it brief. I wanted to let you know about a massive sale we have going on over at the Shortbox store on all of our merchandise and apparel. That's theshortboxstore.bigcartel.com. You can now save 20% off your entire order using the discount code YO, Y-O-O. So if you've been waiting for the right time to finally buy that gauntlet snapback, or if you ever wanted to buy any of the shirts you see me wear on the podcast, well, now's your chance to get them for a steal. We still have a few sizes left of everything, but they won't last long and once they're gone they are gone and then i mentioned that all of our apparel is screen printed on high quality material none of that heat transfer or direct-to-garment stuff our shirts are some of the most comfortable ones you'll ever wear and the hats look even better in person so wear your support for the short box nation proudly knowing that you're going to look damn good doing it get to the shortboxstore.bigcartel.com as soon as you can and don't forget to use that discount code Yo, Y-O-O, to save 20% off your entire order. All of this information can be found in this episode's show notes if you want to get there faster. Thanks for not pressing fast forward. Now back to the show. You want to let them know what we're listening to? We did get to, to see right the dragon. <laughs> we did get to see the dragon. <laughs> yeah, we got to see the dragon. Bunch of bones but, uh, and shit holding up New York. But, uh, sorry, but, uh... Iron Fist, he was in the Defenders. He just was not it. Even Jessica Jones fought better than him. Dang. And that really pissed me off. Someone yeah. said it. Uh, someone said Danny Rand fought like like how I would fight out of a plastic bag. I was a little <laughs> offended. Shout out to Ryan for that. I love like when, the, when, <laughs> Alexa, be right. when Alexa's Thanks, guarding dude. the door. And he's like, You're not gonna, I'm not going to help you. And then charges up the Iron Fist. She dodges him. Oh, I helped you. <laughs> Open the door. <laughs> it, is, it, it, was, it, was, it was almost like that's all he could do. It was like that's all he could do. Why did you even do? light that fist up? If you What? Come on. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's all he could do. In the comic books, Iron Fist beat oh, the whole wrecking crew by itself. Come on. I, I would like to say, um, for our listeners who are wondering, uh, this debate oh. that we, we had, um, if you'll go back to the... <laughs> Infamous episode, Social Justice League. You can hear more of uh, Dad and Ed going at it about Iron Fist. We, we got to see a guy like cut open a bear, though. That was pretty. Yeah, we did, which pointless. was uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like, it's like, who's this guy? Who's this guy? Lord, Lord. Bear chopper. <laughs> Even the one Lord, like Lord, South Lord. African guy fought better than Iron Fist. Exactly. Guy, I wanted to see Iron that Fist guy. I wanted to see more of that guy. And all he did was dodge. Was yeah. 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 I wanted to He's see dead. more of that dude fight. He's dead. <laughs> No, he's Yo. the hand could bring him back. Maybe no. So his head on. <laughs> not well, after this. Now that they <laughs> got, now that they got their in the comics, they would just get like twenty ninjas juice. to put their hands yeah. on them, and they would turn into dust, and they would be back. Yeah, laying hands. Yeah, laying hands. <laughs> it's different in the. So, show, Dad, though. did you like this more than? Did you? I like, like it at least more than Iron Fist. It's shorter. Or did you like Iron Fist? more? I like Iron Fist. more. So you like the whole oh. show dedicated to Iron Fist more than Defenders because of Iron Fist in this? Yes. Hmm. Fair enough. Interesting. All right, that's all I got. <laughs> I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Um, well, the show he it, it it highlighted him and it dem- he demonstrated more skill in his own show mm-hmm. than he does in this. You're saying he re- he he regressed? Yeah, regressed. <laughs> he got for it. I will definitely say that. Even Colleen fought better than him. Come on, man. Oh yeah. Hmm. 
I thought him and Luke did have some good yeah. rapport. What did a you like bit. about the like, show? Or you, give us something that you like. Did you Daredevil. like the uh, Dragon Bones? Okay. Daredevil. Oh. <laughs> Dragon Bones. He, he was the dude. Even I mean, Luke Cage, even though he did a lot more, his his role in the show was lousy. He's, yeah. Jessica Jones Even and Stick Daredevil was, like, the, was the people in the show. So and Wolverine and, and Cyclops. Right. And I was thinking that Jessica <laughs> Jones would be the weak link, but she was actually no, she's awesome. she had a good she was showing my in the show. Part of the show. Actually, yeah, she, she was the, she was good in the I show. She's the best yeah. actor in that show. Whoa, along man. with Matt, along no, Matt. Oh, Matt, wow. Matt, the guy that plays oh, Daredevil. Oh. He was, you guys saying Sigourney Weaver? <laughs> Sigourney Weaver is good. Well, she, I didn't she, understand the character. Other than she was the only accomplished person in the show. Yeah, you figure someone that's lived that long would have a better plan. She was counting bills while she was doing the lines. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what am I doing? I'll oh, get stabbed. I was out? surprised. Oh, I, was, I was surprised that they didn't have Hogarth in there. Yeah, she showed up. Yeah, right? she showed up. Yeah, when? Uh, in the in the beginning, yeah. she told Foggy. Yeah, right. yeah, she right. told you're Foggy, right. "Yo, I need you right. to do this work." She, did, she was in the very Whipping beginning. Boy. See, <laughs> this is how the show was for me. It's like her her appearance in it was just so brief that. Nah, man, out. white women were running this show. So. <laughs> That's true. No. That's true. All right. Huh. Um, so I, I want to change the subject real quick because you brought up um, there's something about being uncomfortable. And I, I got to say, I've been uncomfortable the past three days since I've seen It. Um, I know everyone's oh. praising it. I finally went to go see it. That's a really fucked up movie, man. Like, Is it? I'm not like you know. I told you I don't really watch like horror flicks or, or scary movies. That's like more of like my mom's thing. But um, Dad, I think Mom would like this one a lot. She'd probably like knit a sweater to it. It's so a bunch of red balloons. Yeah, them in your room. Your mom, she she she's that person. She loves horror flicks. Things don't scare her, man. And that's that's good, I guess. I almost took down. She every... had to raise you. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that not much will phase her at this point. See, you're our, our resident uh, scary movie guy. I mean, you you're part of a the straight chilling podcast. Well, well, okay. well, Ed, have you seen it? Mm-mm. Not yet. Wow. Mm. Ed. Ed doesn't yeah, watch does movies. It. He watches them on Ed time. I watch yeah, them on my does. time. Plus, See? it was like a hurricane and shit. Yeah, I, was I don't know. <laughs> I was like, kind of had to worry about my house not. He was like, guys, I don't know if you away. know this or not, but I live in what? Florida. Yeah. yeah. I was hoping my roof. I'm a homeowner, sir. I had to worry about a lot of shit. He was like, <laughs> I was, uh, I was watching, hey. was watching Irma. <laughs> Hurricane. I was watching watch. Irma in IMAX. <laughs> I tell you, round sound, high definition. <laughs> yeah, for everybody to have power, everyone was watching Irma. Yeah, I want to yeah. see it, but yeah, I just haven't had. Chance. I, I I liked it a lot. Yep. This, and you read the book, so how was it? Every summer yeah. compared. Uh, it's great. Kid uh, orgy aside, definitely uh, different. But in a good way. Hmm. And like setting they, up for the part two? Okay. They cool. had talked. There's some stuff like uh, I was talking with uh, Matt uh, Stinson before I came over here. And he told me about a scene that they deleted, which I kind of wish they would have. Hmm. Um, they don't do some of the 50s horror monsters. Mm. Because they kind of not the they updated, but the idea of it is still the same. Oh, they could have totally got them. Just not look like the universal monsters. They I mean, done it. Tech, without, I don't want to spoil. Ah. It's more or less uh, they could have because they don't use them exactly. Like yeah. you could always just argue like the way Del Toro is doing the. It's not the creature from the Black Lagoon, but it's a creature from the mm-hmm. Black Lagoon type in his new movie. Mm-hmm. It was they could they could do that, but anyway, down here they're there. Yeah, they there was a scene that they wanted to use uh, Freddy Krueger because hmm. the the monster the monster the thing the entity takes the shape of whatever you're most afraid of. 
Mm-hmm. So since it's in the 80s, it wouldn't make sense to have what Stephen King was grew up being afraid of, which would have been like Boris Karloff and Bela mm-hmm. Lugosi and all that stuff. Oh, uh, they wanted updated so, references. Right. So long as they keep it that it just turns into what scares you, it's cool. But it's still a my electric movie, so yeah, so more contemporary. So, like so there, and Jason there's and a stuff. scene where like they, had, they yeah they shot it where like its arm turns into the claws like the oh, Freddy claws. Cool. I'm like that would have been fucking badass. Hmm. And they they were like nah, people would laugh too much. And I'm like man, goddamn hipsters. Like <laughs> like it, it would have it been cool, but like they decided against it. Hmm. Um, they filmed it though, or did they? Just... Yeah, I think they did shoot okay. a scene. So okay. So and they just kind of like they watched it in the dailies, and it was kind of like. Hmm. Just takes him out of the yeah, yeah. exactly. It gotcha. would like this takes everybody out of it. I think and so. So the creature would have took the the form of my J A A bill. Um, <laughs> 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 like, oh, me. Yeah. oh god! <laughs> oh shit! It's summertime. Based on your, I was wondering even why the hell would they would why would they remake that? Based on your comment <laughs> earlier, I thought it would have taken the form of a white girl. <laughs> 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 wow. or, or a girl from Bulgaria saying, wow. Father, Father, your children. Your children, Father. Wow. That's good. <laughs> you told me condom had no hole. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wow. Cesar didn't just blow up my spot. He annihilated it. <laughs> well, l- let me ask you it's this. It's been a while since I've been Look, on. Without um, spoiling, because I'm sure you guys at the Straight Chilling Podcast will be covering it soon, right? Yeah. Like in a week. What do you think about the comparisons to it uh, being a ripoff of Stranger Things? I had seen a couple like you know. Who posts said that? Just you know, very. I've seen that. Really? Yeah. That is too much. Like Stranger only came Things. like twenty years ahead. Uh, I was going to say. I was it, like, they made it a movie a long time ago. But and a book. Like, yeah, this but the visuals yeah, for this, this movie. What I'm saying the visuals is that one kid was in it, and they're on bicycles. So it's yeah. Right. Oh, I said it. I said it. Capitalized on we, kids being on bicycles. Ed, honestly, that's seriously all. That I mean, like, even if you're trying to nitpick and really yeah. hard look, I'm struggling to find any kind of parallel. Like, that's it. Like, I, it's got freaking yeah, Ben Wolfhard see, in it, and there are kids riding on bikes. I did see, bikes. like, a post, like, oh, little kids running around on bicycles. So, it was like, I liked it when it was Stranger Things. Like, oh, you should be like, fuck you. I liked it when it was, <laughs> yeah. I liked Stranger Things when it was E.T. So and they Alien go to hell, and everything you know? else like, it was homaging. Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Oh my god! I, yeah. I guess I guess uh, people don't. I guess people are unfamiliar with Stephen King's work. Yeah, yeah, or or pop culture in general. Yeah. Like, and uh, like, did they when, watch Steve, uh, Steven Spielberg <laughs> in the early eighties? That like that was his bread and butter. Oh my god! You heard it from C first lady and shut that shit up. Ah, uh, yeah. No, but I have seen that. That's I didn't ridiculous. even know that. Yeah. That noise. Yeah, that's was what I've been saying. That's weird. People want to bitch about everything. That's ridiculous. apparently yeah. like that's like that's a stretch. And that's that is, a, that really is a true stretching. statement. <laughs> that's people, really stretching it. People today just want to find just something to bitch about. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about how the defender sucks. Some yeah. more. Yeah. You beat me to it. Oh, I was gonna say Iron yes. Fist the worst. These are legitimate reasons. Y'all know me. I I watch everything dealing with superheroes and things like that, and I give everything a chance. It's true. Iron Fist. I gave him a chance. Up until he started sucking. <laughs> and that's all I can Because I'm in there. I'm watching the last few episodes with the wife last night. And I'm just saying, come on, Iron Fist. Come on, yeah. man. Come on. I'm like, oh, my God. Come on. I wanted to get up and turn just turn the shit off. But I, I said, I need to see how this I was talking to this, someone Dang. at work. And I was like, they should just put the half mask on and get a stunt double. Some rip dude. <laughs> Make him like. Thank you. Like, do you guys. Okay. Different rip. skin Thank colors. You. Like Bruce Lee. It could be the Asian dude. Like so totally based, different based skin Based on color. the ending, <laughs> do you guys think that he's going to get the half mask? 
Mm. Like they framed mm. it like Daredevil made such an impact on his life that he was going to start his fashion design. I guess <laughs> like start moonlighting as a scarf. Yeah. You know, like they framed like the you thought it was yeah. like Matt on the rooftop, but it but isn't. The, uh, it's actually Danny, and he's like. Like kind of like oh okay like no but the old Iron Fist had him, that too they gave the him the corny series. they gave right. him the corny yeah. tracksuit like he wears today the green in the comics suit. yeah, yeah. It's stupid well I'm saying like <laughs> do you it, want him in a deep V dad that's, yeah. dang- that's a no, dangerous deep V I like his <laughs> white suit I like <laughs> no, no. the white oh, outfit oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah, the dragon on it that he's in New York that thing would get dirty for them just stepping outside um sometimes you have to get dirty butter um so. Take it to it. He owns. He's a. He's like you said. He's a. He can he's have a billionaire. He's a billionaire. He can go I'm, and wash his suit, dude. I was gonna say. I'm avoiding. I'm avoiding the joke, and I'm surprised Ed's not jumping on it. Go for it. He knows a lot of Asian people. Okay, <laughs> laundry's not gonna be a problem for Iron Fist. <laughs> Thank you. All they need to do is. All they need to do is just go buy a laundry. What do you think he started dating Colleen? <laughs> what do you think he started dating oh, Colleen? Oh man, dude? that's it. I'm sorry. He's, she's doing that laundry. Ladies oh, and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to the Short Box Podcast. <laughs> so you know, I, dude, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know. Iron Fist just really teed me off. So, you know, I understand. So, uh, <laughs> moving on to the uh, real reason I gathered all of you here. Um, she had this idea that he tossed me about a week ago. He was like, "Dude, how about we do a uh, Jack Kirby themed episode? His birthday, his uh, centennial birthday, would have been August twenty eighth." Um, we had planned it about a week ago. Of course, Hurricane Irma hit and messed everything up. So we're doing a little later than we wanted, but uh, I definitely think it was important that we still gather together and um, you know discuss and pay homage to Jack Kirby, who is you know without a doubt one of the most influential uh, comic book creators. Um, Butter, if we want to have any kind of credibility, you have to say homage. Homage. I'm sorry. Go. I, no, you're I good. You're good. You, said, it? you said homage. Homage. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't Boston, sir. Okay. <laughs> we're going uh, uh, to pay homage to this guy, Kirby. This freaking guy. And you say he's one of the most influential. Uh, he's probably the, the most ooh. influential. I think, Fair I think, enough. I think we're going to bring it up. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. There you go. So I, I want to say... Um, you know, you can easily go on Wikipedia and look up, uh, you know, this guy's uh, biography and, and history. So we won't spend too much time as far as dates and details of his life. We'll more so just discuss his influence on comic books, um, our opinions, our reviews of his artwork, and, and some of the titles that, um, you know, he helped flagship. Um, I do want to give like a quick, brief, uh, just you know, introduction to who he is for anyone who's listening and who may not be familiar with the name or who's just not into comic books like that. Uh, Jack Kirby, um, I think Wizard Magazine, I, I like this quote a lot, uh, has quoted him as, without a doubt, without any doubt, I'm sorry, the single most important creator in the history of American comic books. Uh, Jack Kirby was born in 1917 as Jer- Jack Kurtzberg. Uh, he later changed it to uh, Jack Kirby when he started getting into um, uh, publication. Uh, he is defined, you know, as an American comic book artist, writer, editor, and widely regarded as one of the medium's uh, major innovators and one of its most prolific and influential creators. Uh, he was born in the Lower East Side of New York City, and I think he stayed there until he passed away in uh, 1994. He moved to California. For oh, the he last did for years. Yeah. Okay, got yep. it, got it. Thank you, Ed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, growing up at an early age, he was uh, surprisingly, I, I didn't know this, you know, as I was doing research, I learned a, a bunch of cool tidbits, but he was a self-taught artist. Mm-hmm. He never went to any formal uh, art school. So um, some of his biggest influences were, uh, you know, newspaper strips, or I'm yeah. sorry, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, newspaper strips like Flash Gordon. So, Prince Valiant. Yeah, Prince like Valiant and stuff yeah. like that. So uh, he got his first work in, um, 
in the, the I'm sorry, the career path uh, in animated cartoons. He was doing Popeye cartoons uh, at a very young age. And then he moved to newspaper syndications uh, doing public uh, political gag and strip cartoons. Uh, I'm sorry. He worked as a political gag and strip cartoonist. Um, you know, if you follow uh, Jack Kirby's life, you'll know that he was a hustler. So yeah. he also side hustled at um, an artist studio with Will Eisner and Jerry Iger. He worked on Wheelie comic strips under the pseudonym of Kurt David. Uh, it wasn't until he worked for Victor Fox, who was a notoriously low-paying publisher of comic books, that he met Joe Simon, another writer-artist, and uh, they picked their things up and uh, started getting serious. They got hired at Timely Comics and created Captain America of all characters. Yeah. So, and he was uh, in the service, too. He got yeah. drafted. And he, was, he went to Normandy 10 days after the invasion of Normandy. So he said there was still... I was listened to an interview with him like 1990, and mm-hmm. it was just kind of like a recap of his career. Yeah, he said there were still you know bodies on the beach when he went there, Jeez. just like ten days after D-Day. Gracious. I think he was only in for like a year or so, but he yeah, was, about, about three after years. He, yeah, after like after creating Captain America, yeah, <laughs> he gets drafted. That's crazy. <laughs> he was like late twenties, I think. You know, and like I said, we'll just, we'll just quickly kind of go through this uh, the timeline, and we'll get on to the other stuff. But uh, like like you said, he was only. Um, Created Captain America, mm-hmm. left timely after a very short period. Him and Joe Simon, they weren't getting the credit they received or, or deserved or even the money and the kickback because, you know, Captain America blew up. Yeah. Uh, joined the service, came right back in the comic books three years later with Joe Simon. Uh, they started, um, they actually started uh, the romance genre as we know it. They, the, yeah. Their two biggest ones was young romance and young love. Yeah, because superhero stuff was kind of out of fashion. There was a lot of pushback from parents at that time. That, yeah, the seduction of the innocent. I was exactly. about to say it. Exactly. Yep. So, like, so. during that time, he was kind of, him and Simon were starting their companies, and they happened to be in that time yeah. on top of the whole Red Scare stuff. So yeah. it was just bad timing because he basically said that, you know, we were making some money, but not making enough money to keep going. You know, we weren't Marvel or DC who had a lot of capital, so we just had to kind of make money, get work. <laughs> and and even at a young age, aside from just the love of storytelling and art, his biggest driver was just being able to feed his family. Because I think yeah. at one point he was supporting collar. his family and his, yeah. his wife and such. So whatever gig he could get, he was bouncing around between studios, moonlighting. And um, he was just the most hardest working artist out there that he could do multiple projects that other artists couldn't at the time. Yeah, because so. no, there was no like real contracted artists back then. So you pretty much were on the hustle yeah. the whole time. And his his whole thing was like, I just want to make enough to, you know, have a house, have a wife, just live a decent life, and not have to work in a factory. You know, right. so that's you know that yeah. was his motivation. So um, coming back from the war, romance comics. Uh, he eventually returned back. Uh, romance comics. Him and Joe Simon started their own um, publication. They were putting out uh, pulp comic. I'm sorry, not pulp comics. Crime comics, uh, Western comics, mm-hmm. um, just different genres other than superhero. Because, like you said, it just wasn't a big seller at the time. No, the uh, Western comics was doing really well. Though. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> uh, eventually, their publication uh, company had just was met with so many issues with distribution that they just had to close it down. Uh, Jack Kirby and Joe Simon kind of split ways. Joe Simon goes with Will Eisner's uh, studio. Mm-hmm. Jack Kirby eventually goes back to Marvel in 1959. He's working on their Western comics and, and some of the very similar other uh, like monster genres. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, monster stuff. Eventually, uh, right before you know, Timely was about to fold, uh, Martin Goodman gives Stanley the chance to just, he wants a superhero team. They create the Fantastic Four. Issue 1 comes out in 1961, but with universal praise. Uh, and from there, we get the Marvel Universe um, 
Jack Kirby helping later launch, I think right after Fantastic Four, Hulk came out, mm-hmm. and then Ant-Man, and then Thor, X-Men. and then uh, X-Men, Avengers, yeah. etc. So it wasn't until 1970 that uh, Kirby would leave Marvel once again due to just not being paid for his work um, and s- some other political issues. Uh, Marvel ended up getting bought up by a conglomerate. Yeah, there uh, was a thing, too. They offered him a contract with, you know, yeah, pays kind of sketchy, and on top of that, there will be no... If you sign this contract, you, you can can't never say that you did any of this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. he can't won't have creative control and yeah. all yeah. that other stuff. So, so. Um, so it goes eventually goes back to DC in 1970. Uh, yeah, 1970, joins DC. DC takes him in with open arms, says, create whatever you yeah. want. Like, give us something. He creates the fourth world, which I think among Kirby enthusiasts they is definitely oh, yeah. one of his best bodies of work ever. It's the um, new gods. Yeah, the like new Dark gods. Dark side, apocalypse. Uh, Mr. Miracle, Commandi. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Commandy. Well, Commandy, yeah, exactly. Command on Earth is yeah. Just, yeah. different. Yeah, it was later. It's different, but, yeah. Yeah. but it's good, though. Uh, so, let's see. DC, from 1970 to 1975, he joins back with Marvel. I think he does. Um, he joins back with Marvel in 1975. Uh, he does work with Black Panther, uh, Captain America, some of his you know flagship titles. And I think eventually he only stayed with Marvel for so long before quitting does his own like kind of independent stuff. I think he even um, <coughs> ends up getting drafted with another uh, cartoon agency. I can't think of the name. Um, he worked. He did work with Hanna Barbera. There the we late go. Seventies. Thank you. He did like Thunder the Barbarian, and who could forget Turbo Teen? Do you guys remember Turbo Teen? Turbo Teen. Sucks. I do, but it sucked. It's Thundar a, was really good. Thundar was awesome. Turbo Teen. Eh, he's, he's, getting paid. Tur- he's getting paid. Uh, Thundar. I don't remember Turbo Teen. Turbo Teen was a teenager that could turn into turn a into Corvette. A car, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so. the premise. That's all you really need to know about the show. And <laughs> I want to say real quick, when he went back <laughs> to Marvel in 1975, he was still creating new, whole new, uh, you mm-hmm. know, characters and such: Devil Dinosaur, Devil Dinosaur yeah. uh, Machine Man, Machine the, Man. Eternals. Awesome. the Eternals. So I mean, he never stopped creating, no matter what company he was with or what position in life he was at. Um, he worked till the end. He was yeah. doing like. Um, I know Pacific Comics and Eclipse Comics in like mm-hmm. the 90s. They were kind of starting that creator-owned idea because that was just it was yep. not even a concept back then it's a different world mm-hmm. so and then he did some stuff with tops where he had his own line of heroes but he worked until yeah he passed he, away in 94 yeah with heart failure unfortunately mm-hmm. so um i guess the first question you, you might be asking is why are we doing this episode now uh beside it being you know it would have been his 100th birthday i think see you had said it best that uh his work is a living document you know his work is still uh it still lives and breathes today mm-hmm. so uh, okay so what I, and I'm only reiterating this because of how much sure. I emphasize it and Joe's comment earlier regarding how influential he was. Um, a lot of people hold a lot of uh, religious texts. And whenever they describe, like, you know, the Bible, the Quran, mm-hmm. or something like that, they refer to them as living documents because every time you look at it, you could get something out of it new, something spiritually to edify you in a way where you're like, man, I never saw that before. Or, or a different kind of revelation could, could hit you. That's what I mean when I look at Jack Kirby's work, and I believe in it that much. I look at his artwork, especially in the Marvel and Fourth World stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff still resonates today. Mm-hmm. Like the vibrations of his pencil attacking yeah. the page still resonates in a in a primal sort of mythological way within a lot of people's hearts who don't even like comics, who could just look at the picture and be like, "Wow, that's striking," and mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it hits me. You mm-hmm. know, like. That that his work is that powerful today. Good stuff. Um, and I want to emphasize relevance because um, <clears throat> in celebration of 
his 100th birthday, the, the major two, DC and Marvel, both were putting out kind of Kirby special or mm-hmm. commemorative uh, comics with DC putting out, I think they put out six 48-page one-shot specials dedicated to some of Kirby's most memorable characters. Mm. And Marvel um, ended up putting up putting out 12... Um, Those, like, uh, first issues? Yeah, like, like first... Dollars, like, yeah. a, a round of introductory comics featuring yeah. some of his greatest Marvel creations. Sold out, all of this. Yeah, so... I mean, even now... <laughs> um, and, and, and not even just what Marvel and DC were doing for the month of, uh, whatever, August, September. Um, but... Kirby's artwork, or I'm sorry, Fourth World, those mm-hmm. books continue to get reprinted in hardcovers yeah. and collected editions and sell out Dude, very yes. fast. Straight so, sell out, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, his work is still, um, you know, being appreciated now. Sadly, you know, it took until, you know, much later in his life and post, yeah. you know, death that it, it's appreciated like it should be. You know, unfortunately, due to just the way um, the comic book companies were run, he was never given the, the proper credit, you know. Fourth World... I'm sorry. Go ahead. DC did do him a solid in the mid '80s. They, um, yep. they, they kind of came to him to do some redesigns mm-hmm. for his characters for the uh, Superpowers toys. Oh yeah, back yep. Then, yep. To mm-hmm. get him some royalties because they're like, look, you know, we know you've been screwed yeah. over through Marvel. You're ne- you're never. I don't know if you'll ever get the credit you deserve. Wow. Um, but this is what we can do. Yeah. Like DC I don't know where he didn't because Jack. Anyone who's read him or heard him, he is the thing. Yeah. He's a gruff dude. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he's blue collar. He's not gonna. You know, he, he's. I think a lot of what may have hurt him is like his kind of. There's like a stubbornness, and a lot of great artists have that, where it's like it's my way or I'm out of here. See, he's ya. a New Yorker, man. He's a New Yorker. That's how it goes. Yeah. But so, um, to to bounce off what you were saying, if you look at, um, if you ever you ever watch the Superpowers team on TV, mm-hmm. the DC, you could see his art in oh, yeah. that. Um, yeah. When you look at the introduction of it, you could see. His 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 pen in that mug is, mm-hmm. and I was because I was noticing it because I used to watch it back in the day. And I used to say that that look that looks really Kirby esque. Oh yeah, you know. And then when you look at the old the old Silver Surfer cartoon from the nineties, oh, that was very all of that like, big is Kirby outlines. Yeah, 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 all of that is Kirby stuff. Yeah, so, very like, harsh lines. art lines. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, to me, Kirby. I mean. Around the end of his life, I wasn't a real big fan of his work, mm-hmm. but in the beginning, oh yeah, oh yeah, hmm. yeah, he was, I, he was that I, guy. Yeah, I agree. It's like his stuff is it. It kind of, and that's like when you see any of your favorite person get older, right? You know, it's like you see that quarterback that's still trying to play, like going from team to team. It's like ah, yeah. what do you need? To, but he couldn't help it. I think that's what drove him. That's what kept him alive. It's yeah. like I would need to constantly work on something. It was um, his job. You know? Yeah, it was his job. That's like what I do because this interview was like with J. Michael Stravinsky. This is like in 1990. Oh, <laughs> nice. This guy. Oh, uh, huh. Babylon Five, Straczynski. Yeah, this is like, and this is ninety. So they were talking about superheroes and movies, and you know, Batman came out. So it's like, and looking back at that, it's like, oh, it's like a Tim Burton movie more than a Batman movie. Right. You know, when you go right. back at the time, it's like this is the best comic book movie ever. Right. But right. looking back, it's like this is Tim Burton's weird Batman. He's in love more with the Joker than he is Batman. What's and the, going on? and, and yeah. if you watch Returns, it's like you think it's a Penguin movie because yeah. you don't see Batman for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> And I want to reiterate, like I said, we just went through a very super quick, like, brief uh, overview of his uh, life. Um, I I recommend, if if you're interested in his life story, which is pretty fascinating. I mean, he grew up 
really like you said like oh. just New York tough like yeah. he was in the, you know, a childhood gang you know he was yeah. constantly having to worry about his life at a young age he's exactly. first generation American yeah. Yeah. yeah and his hustle by the way just the oh. amount of work he would do in the studios he'd bounce between um, I really recommend uh, the Kirby King of Comics book by Mark Evanair who um, I think was a uh, one of his like assistants yeah he was like his so, assistants breaking in yeah the, yeah. the, the book is fantastic and it, it definitely inspired me to um, you know do, do my research for this episode so I recommend uh checking out the Kirby King of Comics or even the Kirby um, Museum website. They've got mm-hmm. like a, a bio written by Mark Evanier. That's, yeah, that's, that's where really the fantastic. interview's on. They have like a YouTube channel okay. with a lot of archived cool. interviews. That's, I just listened to that this morning. So I want to start off with, with, with the first question. Like I said, we'll kind of keep this round table and, um, you know, just uh, our opinions and such. What was, uh, do you remember, I'm sorry, your first conscious exposure to his work? Dad, you want to start it off? <laughs> what was your first conscious exposure to Kirby? Well, I mean, dude, I started reading comic books in 1972. I, <laughs> I was, I mean, all of his work was right there. Yeah, it's so like it was, prime Kirby. Exactly. Yeah. It was, I mean, all the other artists was out, Sal, John Bashima, John Romita, all, uh, Gil Kane, all of these guys was, was doing work, but Kirby was doing the most work. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, by the time I picked up comic books, Bashima was already doing Fantastic Four, and he was also doing Thor, but you could get those back issues, and when you look at those, and it's like, oh, man, it's like Kirby was, like, all over the place, and he was doing everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everything from the Avengers, Fantastic Four, he was doing Thor, Captain America. He, I mean, Iron Man back then, mm-hmm. he, the Incredible Hulk, he was doing everything. Yeah. Because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a big DC person until like later. But when you read the old Marvels, I mean, even when he wasn't doing the book, he was doing some covers. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, his art was everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, he he was really influential to me, for me. And um, even back in the day when I started drawing out, because I used to draw a lot too, and my I used to copy his style and whatnot mm. at first. You know what I mean? Because he had those nice bold lines and stuff like that, and you could easily distinguish what his pictures are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he had this unique way of making everybody look different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is the thing about comics today. A lot of artists don't have that because mm-hmm. you look at a lot of the a lot of the um, the art that's going around right now. Everybody pretty much has the same shape face, same shape eyes, and all of these other things. But Kirby makes everyone look distinguishable mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's probably the best thing about him for me cool what about you see what was your first exposure it had to be like 20 years ago dude where they had the collection like and i and i made it a point to stress you asked like first conscious exposure because mm-hmm. whether you know it or not if you've been into comics since you were like seven you've been influenced by Kirby. You just don't know it yet, mm-hmm. you know? So consciously, for you me... You knew the name to the art. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, it would have been 20 years ago, um, I, they had a, col- a, a collected uh, Hulk, like one of those essentials, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the black and white ones? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was like... I was fl- and I was in New York, of all places, visiting family when I bought it, and I'm like, this is freaking amazing. Like, I had known about the Hulk, and I know, I've read some of those issues before, but... Where I first really noticed, like, oh my gosh, this is unreal, like outstanding. Everything is here is this gold, and I just 
after that, it just started a love affair with Kirby that did not end. Like, it's still going on. And I can't get enough of, like you said, like the bold lines and how even if it breaks rules of anatomy, he makes people look different. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. in real life, not everybody practices the same, all right, divide the... Yeah, uh, the head and half. <laughs> you, you draw an the, egg, cut it in half, and cut that in half. Got the squiggle on the chin. Yeah, yes. left chin. And it's like that's a person's face. Like yeah. Kirby would draw people. Like the dude was fat and he had a huge face. Yeah, that's how he drew. That's it. How if we it was drew a lady it. with a skinny face with like big lips and a small nose. That's, that's how, how we drew it. You know, like yep. that's. I was like, man, people do kind of look like that. Like the only other person I can think of that does like to that level of uh, anatomy bending is Todd McFarlane. Oh, you yeah. know, like when you've like it didn't matter. You can like, see them, and then Eric Larson is, has. You can see yeah, the influence. Yeah, yeah. Eric, oh, sure. Eric Larson's is too blocky. Yeah, this but, is something yeah. that I can accuse. I cannot accuse Kirby of early in his career. He got like that later, though. Mm-hmm. This is this is one of the reasons why I kind of fell off because when you look at his, and I always say this when I talk about Kirby, that Black Panther series that he did in the seventies. Yeah, his his art was a little bit too blocky. And <laughs> and and when you look at that, he he had that going on, he had Machine Man going on yeah. also at the same time and The Eternals. Mm-hmm. The Eternals, that art style fit The Eternals. Yeah. It also fit Machine Man. Oh yeah. Didn't fit The Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And this is this is my this is one of the reasons why I kind of fell off a little bit. And I don't know. And he picked up Captain America again, not for a lot of issues, but for a couple. And it actually fit Captain America also. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like it, it, his style is good on some things and not on others. Even yeah. though he, he created the Black Panther, his art style didn't fit his book. Hmm. I didn't get it. I didn't, I didn't understand that. <laughs> but Interesting. Ed, what about you? Um, my dad used to get like the... Uh when they used to have like the ten cent comics and the old comics that were just kind of like the throwaway, so I got a ton of, and where I kind of first put the name and style together was like old Devil Dinosaurs, old Machine Mans, because those were fairly worthless back then, <laughs> but they were really cool. Seeing that, like after seeing a bunch of comics, you know, in, like eighties comics, nineties comics, and then seeing that style, it's like, it's like a punch in the face you know it's like really stands out so those are the two and then of course oh i gotta find out more about this guy then of course fantastic four run galactus mm-hmm. and then going to the apocalypse stuff and uh, the fourth world stuff so yeah that's surprisingly his like kind of c titles <laughs> machine man and uh and uh devil dinosaur were my two introductions okay i think marvel didn't want to do anything to develop machine man no because they really could have they um, they took that character and they teamed him up with the Incredible Hulk for a couple of issues, mm-hmm. and it was just a guest star. Like he had ran into him on his as he's leaping across the country. You know yeah. how the Hulk used to be. Yeah. And Sal Bashima used that character, and he, I mean, even when Sal was drawing him, he did it Kirby esque, and it and it was really cool. It worked out, and mm-hmm. I was like, man, Sal is the dude. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And this was. Using a Kirby character and using Kirby style to incorporate him into this book. Hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah, and there's a good tribute that Barry Windsor Smith drew a Machine Man miniseries, I think in the mid-late 80s, which is beautiful. It's like a four-issue miniseries with, uh, he fights, which is funny, Iron Man 2020. (laughs) 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 
with the big gears, shoulder pads. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that one was if you're familiar with Barry Windsor Smith, like him doing Machine Man. That was like a really so he fights beautiful. Riri Williams. <laughs> oh, we need to go back and re-edit that. Nice. I'm not even throwing Look shade. At that current, I'm, I'm not even throwing shade. I'm throwing trees. Look at that. Look at that current reference. Look at that current reference. The whole forest. I'm throwing trees. See, I gotta, um, I gotta bounce off what you said. If you've been collecting comic books or into comic books as long as we have, there's no way that you didn't know who Kirby was. And right. That's and, how it was for me. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like exactly. If it's Marvel, DC, so image, or it does not yeah. matter. Um, like you said, the essentials were my kind of first introduction. Um, but I, and I'll be I'll be honest. I always thought it, that that style was dated. Um, but I, that's when I was first collecting comic books. If I was to be you know one hundred percent honest, it wasn't. It hasn't been until like maybe the last year that I've looked at Kirby's art, and I'm like, man, yeah. like that's this be- was so ahead of its oh, time. Yeah, yeah that's like, the beauty about it, man. Like even if it's even if you just said yesterday, like no one would ever fault you. Yeah. They would just be like, dude, welcome to the club. Like yeah. this yeah. guy is the man. And, and I got to give um, uh, we had Austin Wade Ellis on, on the show, and you know he he had he was doing the the Instagram um, page readers copy. Yeah, and I remember for like two months straight, all he was posting was like Kirby uh, splash pages, uh-huh. and um, he had posted one from like. Demon number one, and I oh, was yeah. like just Demon blown no, yeah, away really. <laughs> um, at the colors. Uh, just, I mean, you you always hear the phrase, you know, collecting comic books and going to comic shops, the Kirby crackle, you yeah. know. So that that's always been my kind of first exposure. It's really been this last year that I've really been into, um, like, just looking up the man's history. And I, and I got to say, like, reading his biography only makes me enjoy his artwork so much more. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, he was he was quick. But he was precise, I think. And if you saw the guy, you wouldn't think he's creating these no insane, almost look like drug fueled worlds <laughs> that he's making. <laughs> You're right. It's really trippy stuff. You're What's right. in those cigars? Oh. Like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's right. in his head sober. Yeah, you know, like oh my god. There was a picture with him and like Frank Zappa, which was really cool. They I guess that's they hung funny. out. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got I, I to bring that up later, but. See, you might have said my favorite thing, like description about Kirby. When you said that Jack Kirby was like the death row of comic books, like the death oh. row of uh, Suge Knight of comic books. Wow. <laughs> he was on that hustle, dude. it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to go into um, my, my, my second question. Is, is Can we highlight his creations and credits? And, and I want to kind of sure. base oh. this question around How long Without we Kirby, we wouldn't have <laughs> blank, 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 blank. So, I mean, and, and I want to say without Kirby, we wouldn't have not only characters, but maybe artists. Be, be specific. Know. True. Yeah. Thank you, C. So, uh, I, and I'll start off, and you, you, we'll, just, we'll just roll with it. Without Kirby, we wouldn't have Captain America. You know, him and Joe Simon created Captain America. I don't think Marvel would exist, honestly. That's, if you want to, yeah. If he, if he went to the war, like, a week earlier, yeah, you know, geez. he probably would have gotten comics killed in Normandy, yeah. You know, where would comics, he's, you can argue that he's the architect of Marvel in to an extent, DC, where mm-hmm. that fourth world stuff is really part of canon now. It's such Absolutely. an integral part of canon. Who would Superman fight? You know, yeah. like yeah, exactly. So it's all these cute Groot action figures. Yeah. wouldn't exist. <laughs> I looked up like I just looked up like characters Jack Kirby created, dude. It, and it, it was, was like so long. It was an alphabetical was like, order. Yeah, yeah, it was like two hundred plus entries. I'm like, all right, I'm guess I'm not going to write down yeah. a list of things. <laughs> and I, I, we don't have to name a you bunch, but you yeah. don't really have to do that. I mean, all you got to do is just look at just pick one. Just look at the the. You just go through your mind every single character that you know of. Pretty much, Kirby created it. Yeah, pretty much. Any hit movie the last ten years, any hit comic. Exactly. Movie. The only one that's, I mean, everybody in Marvel pretty much Jack Kirby created except Spider Man and Doctor Strange. 
That's it. Which, yeah. but interesting it. thing though is, you know, Steve Ditko and Stan Lee get credited for creating Spider-Man, but uh, Jack Kirby did the initial layout for for um, the, Spider-Man. The Amazing. initial yeah. layout yeah. that is true. Be- before giving it to Steve, before Stan gave it to Steve Ditko and said, "Hey, re- redo this for me." And mm-hmm. I think he did the same thing for Iron Man as well. Yes. So I mean. Ed, you summed it up the best. Without Jack, there wouldn't be any um, Marvel. But as far as DC characters, who who wouldn't we have on the DC landscape? We wouldn't have Darkseid, any of the new gods. You wouldn't have the new gods. I you mean, have Mr. Miracle. A lot of you wouldn't people have in that pantheon. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, when you, like at, when you look at DC, DC was pretty much in place before yeah, Kirby got there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but when you now mar- – I mean, I could I – could, Go through the credits that Kirby did for what Kirby did for DC. He he created the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, like, despite all these new these new characters that they got popping up now, every mostly every character in Marvel that is successful that has had an on, ongoing book for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Was created by Kirby. Yeah, he added a new wing to DC, but he was the architect. <laughs> he was the architect Marvel. of Marvel. So, that is so, correct. So, we, you know, we say without Jack, uh, no Marvel Universe. But I, I want to kind of reiterate, not only did he create this flagship titles, Captain America, the X-Men, but you also got to think he helped create a lot of the supporting characters. Mm-hmm. Captain yes. America and Bucky. Yeah. Cap, uh, Peggy Carter. Um, Doctor Doom. You know, we're also yeah. th- talking about villains. Now, you see, know. You, now see, we're looking at majors, right? Let's mm-hmm. look at those little fringe characters that he created. Nick in- Fury. You do Inhumans. Nick the Falcon. Fury, the Inhumans. Yeah. He didn't create the Falcon. Gene he Colin did. Okay. Thank you. You look at people like Adam Warlock. Yeah. Was created by Kirby. What? Yes. Uh, in Fantastic Snow. Four, he was known as him. 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 Huh. Yep. You look at characters like that. And Not the Powerpuff Girls. Him. Yeah. <laughs> right. <That's> him. <laughs> Arguably H-I-M. my favorite, yeah. <laughs> Devil created, Dinosaur, and then he created, um, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying dinosaur. like those little groups that that can't, that just pop up out of nowhere, like H, like AIM, yeah, and AIM, huh. Hydra, Hydra, and you know, what I'm saying all of these other things does. Baron Strucker, Modok, Modok, Arnimzola, you yeah. know, what I'm saying, and you look at all of these things. These are things that a lot of people take for granted and whatnot because we don't see them like we like we like we want to. You know what I'm saying? And you, I mean, the abomination, people like that. You know what I'm saying? Gargoyle, the gargoyle, all of these, all of these fringe characters. Whoa, I think I lost my mic. <laughs> yeah, the headphones yeah. do that sometimes. But, but but Ed, you you brought up a good point, and I want so to switch. the fringe characters. Yeah, uh, and that's what I was trying to get at as far as supporting characters and these characters that, you, like you said, just pop up out of. You know, nowhere or just a kind of serve as foundation for, you know, lackeys or just or these criminal organizations that, you know, Marvel consistently uses even today. Mm-hmm. I want to switch gears real quick because not only did he create, you know, these fictional characters, but he might have, you could arguably say he helped create some of our favorite artists, you know, oh, yeah. moving yeah, I was, forward. I was going to say, without Kirby, you don't get Mignola. Yeah. Mm. You like, won't even have Bashima without like, Kirby. Like, Hellboy is one of my freaking oh, favorites. Yeah. And you see freaking Kirby's. Like influence all over it, all over it, mm-hmm. and like some of the harsh like 
thick black lines. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Same thing with Barry gruff, Windsor Smith. The craft, uh, yeah. the, the fact that Hellboy is almost kind of like Jack Kirby. I mean, there's so yeah. many Kirby. Smoking a cigar. Not even like archetypes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like Kirby archetypes in comics. That's how much he's influenced. Dan Turpin from DC mm-hmm. is straight up supposed to be Jack Kirby. Like, they created oh, yeah. that character huh. as Brooklyn. a tribute yeah. to, like, <laughs> you could even watch, like, the uh, the Bruce Tim animated series mm-hmm. episodes, and anytime like, Dan Turpin shows up, it's hilarious, because you're like, yeah. Jack Kirby, if he was a detective, <laughs> you know? He's like, oh, my God, what are we doing here? You know, like, <laughs> this is kind of like, man, I wish, I wish, you know, like, just to, he was around to see some of the stuff that's going on right yeah. now, you know? Like, it'd be... It'd be- you mentioned, uh, I think you said Bushima, right, Dan? Mm-hmm. So I, Ramada, Colin, and Bushima, you know, because I, I think it's safe to say Kirby invented the Marvel's house style. I thought you were going to yeah. say, well, Kirby invented those guys. <laughs> well, no, what it is well, is when, 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 when but Bushima th- and them first yeah. started... Mm-hmm. They were told to draw like they Kirby. They were told to draw yeah. like Kirby. Right. They even had the book, the How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way, well, which yeah. was like... Kirby, pick up a yes. cigar. A lot yeah. of it is Kirby influenced and whatnot, and yeah. they were pushing. They were pushing John to draw like him. Yeah, yeah. They were pushing Sal to draw like him. Same like all these dudes showed up. Colin, Colin, Colin and yeah. uh, Romita. Yeah. They were saying, "Draw like this." Yeah. Their artist tables had like little cigars waiting for them. Like, yeah. what's this? I don't smoke. <laughs> you do now, true believer. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> no, like, I think one of the quotes was uh, Stan said. If you can't draw like Kirby, wait. Get the fuck out? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. No, it was basically I think that. Could you write this too for me? It was basically this. They I was going to put, put my name on of, it. They would put a bunch of Kirby um, yeah. um, storyboards and stuff like that up there. Yeah. And they were like, draw, draw like, like Kirby this. or yeah. draw like Ditko. And if you can't draw like either, then draw so like You don't Kirby mind if I put my name on this, True Believer? I'm going to take that writing credit. I also want to say. Celsior. I also want to add uh, Jim Steranko. Steranko is awesome. Oh, man. Who by, who by himself is, is, you know, we can have a whole episode about too, yeah. but I think Jack Kirby was also experimenting with, like, the whole collages mm-hmm. thing too, where he yep. was, like, using newspaper prints. That's and, where and Steranko pictures. got that from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steranko was like Tupac, I think. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a story that Steranko punched Jack or something like no, that? No, they punched, punched Bob Kane. Bob oh, Kane, because he's a douchebag. Somebody yeah. need to punch Bob Kane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, hey, Bill Finger did all the work for you. Yeah. Just like someone's going to punch Stan Lee and you're going to be sad about her. <laughs> Jack Kirby did all no, the work no for her. No, no one can. To be honest, Stan, Stan's old, man. Somebody punch Stan, Stan and may kill him and whatnot. He's Stan old, Stan man. After, after he goes, there's going to be a lot of uh, hurt Stan feelings old. when these books come out. <laughs> this truth comes out. Hey, look, I- I'll say this. Since I've been researching Kirby at, at wildly lately, it's been, um, it's been a sad... Uh, Conflicted relationship with me, and, uh, Stan. <laughs> I still haven't added him on Facebook. See, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. You know, you never know. You didn't get yeah. any more messages from him. Yeah, you know. so, Birthdays well. coming up. So, stuff. You know. So let's happens. talk. We, we briefly talked about uh, Kirby style. Dad, you mentioned bold lines, and I, I mentioned the Kirby crackles. But what else made him stand out from his contemporaries at the time? I like the just the exaggerated like um, the proportions like with the big like coming out at you like the fist coming out the foreshortening thing the foreshortening a leg going out to infinity out of control yeah I was like this is insane like the crazy big helmets like Mm -hmm. the new gods and Galactus War I like that he didn't (laughs) let um uh damn I forgot. Anatomy, there you go. I like that he didn't let anatomy hold him back too much because some of his no. characters weren't anatomically correct, no. but they served the story. I think that yeah. Kirby's style is the definition of the word, you know, bombastic. And I think story, bombastic yeah. comes to mind. And that, it's a comic book, isn't it? Like a medical journal. That's a good and, word. And, and widescreen, too. Like, yeah. he, I think he really utilized, like, 
panel space. And like you said, Ed, it, it just felt like it was coming out at you. And I some of Kirby's say. action scenes yeah. didn't need any words. I mean, I've, I've, you know, on Google, if you type in you know, Kirby, Captain America, you'll find a bunch of panels oh, yeah. or pages where there's no exposition. It's just uh, straight absolutely. action. I was going to say, Kirby could fill up an entire page yeah. with lines, yeah. and it would never be yes. busy. It would yeah. never yeah. be too busy. Like, you could look at it and not be like, oh, I'm confused. Like, every line... Drew your eye towards oh, it, yeah. and, just, and then guided it, like told you where it was going. Yeah, and just you looking were at never like, confused. Uh, like this the, is... the machinery, like the crazy machinery yep. with all the yes, dials yes, and the lines. Yes. It's like it's so you, you see that in a lot of the MCU stuff now. You can mm-hmm. kind of seeing that influence. He could but, draw a picture of Medusa's hair. Oh yeah, just her hair, and you would not get tired looking at it. True. You could just be like, oh my God, this is amazing. Now, the TV True. show, I get tired of looking at that Party City <laughs> I, wig. I haven't seen it. See, that, that, see that's, seen a, that's a thing for another, sh- that's, that's for another show. Yeah, but yeah, I need yeah. to know. <laughs> Have y'all seen it? I haven't. No, I want it, to. It, it came I want out. To. It came out on IMAX. And yeah. then it's going to come to what, Netflix or, AB, or ABC, ABC, I think, ABC first. ABC, yeah. Don't say anything about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Save we'll it for see, me. We'll we'll, that's the that's, yeah, that's, that's I just want a Lockjaw spinoff show, and I'll watch that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Kirby Crackle. I mean, can we, can we kind of define oh, yeah. what is the Kirby Crackle? It's, well, I mean, you have to find a way of showing energy. Yep. You know, whether it's Thank kinetic you. or whether yeah. it's cosmic uh, co- cosmic energy, that counts. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like how how do you define radiation yeah. in a panel where you're telling science fiction tales and the closest thing to it before that were pulp, you know, yeah. like pulp novels where you could just describe it for days yeah. and mm-hmm. kids would be like and even adults would be like, "Oh, yeah, that's what that means." We're like, you know, Stan Lee maybe you know, looks at something and he's like, I want, I want the Fantastic Four to be bombarded by cosmic rays. You know, like, <laughs> what the fuck does that look like? <laughs> like? I don't think he, I don't think he like, even gave him that much yeah, to work with, did, yeah, to be honest I with think, you. I think, but hey, wait, let's, I, bring, hold, let's bring that up because Kirby often gets credited as being solely the architect of the visual of mm-hmm. the Marvel Universe. But I think, and it's kind of been proven. Sorry about her. Uh, no, I, I agree. Uh, a lot of the stories come from him too. You absolutely. Know? Like the co-creator, like absolutely. Like, Proof. We're talking about the Fantastic Four here. Like absolutely. He. I'm done. I'm Proof done. is that you can see old artwork with him with descriptions on each panel of what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Why would the writer need that? Right. Now, Grant, I don't want to like just completely slam Stanley because he's right, very right. important. Right, right, right. Because he's, you know, he's a businessman, you know, and it's a different time. So, you know, if you can get two With, checks instead to be of fair, one without Stan, I can, yeah, he's well, yeah. I get, get a writing check and an editor check cuz he's an editor. Right. You know, he's a great editor. Yeah, he knew how and, to sell it. And he knew how mm-hmm. to sell it. He was You a, need a face. He's a face of the company yeah. that I don't think you know, Kirby, if you put Kirby on a billboard. Kirby didn't want that spot. No, he doesn't yeah. want that, and it's not like, okay, he's not as flashy he's not, and not charismatic. Not for those reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, uh, you know, Stan Lee kind of connected everything together. You know, he, he's, he's, he was like the face of the company. So, but as far as giving him credit as a creator, what has he created after Kirby left Marvel? Mm. And, and as a writer, it's like, I've, and, and, you know, I got to kind of take these interviews with Kirby with like a grain of salt just because mm-hmm. there could be, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Right. You know, there's Fair. a lot of bitterness. There's a lot of resentment. He never liked, he said he knew Stan Lee when he was like, you know, a teenager. A kid. And he was, a, he, said was, he said he was an asshole there's a rumor. There's a rumor that it was, uh, <laughs> that it was, I mean, this is like, you know, urban legend, but yeah. the urban legend is that um, when Joe Simon and Kirby were working for Timely and they created Captain America, I think the rule was no moon lighting in other, you know, studios. Mm-hmm. And Stan, or, you know, Kirby says Stan was the one that, 
told Martin Goodman, "Hey, Kirby and Joe Simon are moonlighting with yeah. other studios." That's why he had yes. like twenty. So that's why they got different out. names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so. that's what you had to do to make money. I mean, exactly, yeah. these guys weren't getting paid millions of dollars, yeah. and they weren't getting royalties. So, yeah. like you said, you had to hustle. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I want to say I wanted to add uh, as far as was under contract either. Yeah. So what, what are you going to do? Shady business. <laughs> um, Death Row Records yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to add that uh, aside from bombastic action scenes and just like you know machinery and, and energy, um, I think Kirby also had a way with um, expressing like not just action emotion but also like sadness. I mean, I, I when when mm-hmm. I say that I. I the image that comes to mind is that Fantastic Four cover where the thing is standing in the rain, or he's oh, getting you yeah. know you know wet on. You know, I'm sorry, rained, rained on, on right. and he's just looking really cover. depressed. Yeah. And I think it was an actual cover, right? Yes. And it's like uh, here stands a monster or something like this that. This man, this monster. Thank you, thank yes. you very much, C. So uh, that and I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to use this image too, but I'm opening up the, uh, <laughs> the King Kirby book on wow. page 170. Um, there's an image of a Silver Surfer kind of just roaring in rage. I think. He captures emotion so well, and I mean, mm-hmm. past you know the the anatomy and, and all the colorfulness that even if it was in black and white, I think that you know it hits home really hard. I think I, too, like with a lot of the stuff during that time, you know, we didn't have internet, and you know, with the whole even dealing with like radiation and atomic bombs and stuff like that, he was a big he was big into, you know, science and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was listening to an interview that he he wrote something that was kind of similar to what an atomic bomb would do before like the actual atomic bomb <laughs> testing hmm. and things and he said that the FBI came to his house <laughs> it's like what do you know it's like I'm just a, I just draw stuff dude I don't know <laughs> but I think a lot of that and you know that's the time of the mo- time of you know science fiction starting to become popular a lot of the you know giant whatever insert insects animal movies mm-hmm. like the B movies were coming out so I think you should get and just looking at the uh the stuff he draws as far as technology, like the big yeah. machines and things like that. Is just not, and not really only cool science, but let, let's talk about some of the, the religious uh, oh, yeah. undertones. I was going like, to say, it's, it's, a, it's a reflection of the time. I was kind of piggybacking still off of what Ed was saying. Like, it's the atomic age, mm-hmm. or at least the children of the atomic age yeah. are drawing comics that deal with, you know, the, the, the threat of communism. Yep. So there's a lot of aliens coming And, up, like, radi- you know? we didn't know what radiation did. Did not know, you know what it did. You had to, you know, hey, hide underneath your desk. Make, you should be fine, yeah. you know? <laughs> we, we, it makes things big. Right, it exactly. Gives us powers. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, along with the science, like, Kirby knew his mythology, like, very mm-hmm. well. Like, yeah. to the point where, like, you look at a... To stray away from the Marvel Universe, the, the fourth world stuff, his own yeah. mm-hmm. stuff, his creator-owned stuff for the time, mm-hmm. um, you essentially have Star Wars before Star Wars comes oh, out. Yeah. And I'll, I'll bring something up about that. Like, it's essentially good and evil have a stalemate. Father like, and son. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. like, we're not going to... We need to figure this out. So they trade kids. Like, all this is, like, really epic. I mean, yeah. even look at the Fantastic Four on that level. Like, the thing. Well, the thing is a golem. Yeah. You know, like, it, it, within uh, Jewish, Jewish mythology, history, yeah. you know? Like, yes. yeah. he is a thing made of monster, a monster made of clay that once the town is done with, they discard. But what mm-hmm. happens to the monster, you know? Like, yeah. he's going through those feelings. Even, of, like, like Thor. That's straight. All those, all the Thor Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of people say his Thor stuff was a precursor to his fourth world mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, oh, yeah. every, well, every that, artist does their training wheels four. stuff. You know? That's like, you know, Challengers the Unknown was Fantastic Four yeah. training wheels. You yeah. know? Well, besides all of these different pantheons that Kirby created and whatnot, he created a whole lot of different worlds when you mm-hmm. look at it because 
the the Cree were created by him. The scrolls yeah. was created by him. The Inhumans, Adalam was created e- by him. Eternals. The yeah. Eternals. Um, et- what is it? Olympia is there yeah. is their place. Yeah. And aside from Asgard and Olympus and all of these other different pantheons of the pagan gods that that he created. I mean, he created all of these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even the um, Egyptian gods. Even the ones for the African gods and stuff like that. And it's it's. I mean, it's. It's crazy the kind yeah. of stuff that that has gone through his mind yeah. to 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 put to paper. You know what I'm saying? And all of these different alien races and things like that. And all of these things were created within the realm of the Fantastic Four, pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, that was his book to just do stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you say Jack was a storyteller, yeah, you are correct. Oh yeah, you are correct. And I. I think one of you guys mentioned that um, he also had really good foresight about the, the comic book culture because um, in, in this uh, Kirby King comics books, Mark Evanair describes that Kirby was, you know, he, he really believed that comic books would transcend into, into movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Ed, you had mentioned uh, that he, hang, he, he would hang out with Frank Zappa. Yeah. And C, you had mentioned that, you know, without, you know, without Fourth World, we might have not had Star Wars. I found this interview or this excerpt, really, uh, from Frank Zappa's son. I think his name's Ahmet. Uh, he was in an interview, yeah, no, and he had said that, um, quote, uh, Jack confided in Frank that he felt like the stories he created helped shape the Star Wars saga, that he saw direct parallels between his characters in the movie's story arcs. He told my dad stuff like Darth Vader was Doctor Doom and the Force is the Source, which is the fourth world's like, mysterious kind of unifying mm-hmm. uh, energy. Uh, and that George Lucas ripped them off, end quote. <laughs> well, that's, that's pushing it. Yeah, because I think, Lucas yeah. is not only ripping off what – you could say ripping off whatever, but yeah. Lucas, I don't imagine being a huge fan of Marvel, more or less Flash Gordon and Joseph Campbell. Joseph, yeah, that's yeah. I, think I don't know, more. man. Like, a in lot Flash of that, Gordon, there was nothing like well, that's what why he's I said got jo- in Star Wars. Well, I that's mean, why I'm I said a Flash Joseph Gordon Campbell. fan too, but yeah. you know. Like it's – because he wanted to do a Flash Gordon movie. Right. But they were like, eh, no, can't yeah. do it. You don't own it. And then – yeah. A lot of the, the themes within mythology that Campbell was exploring, Lucas decided to use. Which, essentially, Kirby, I'm almost positive, knows or knew who Joseph Campbell was, sure. too. Like, Kirby's stuff isn't that original regarding uh, the themes primal themes in, primal. Yeah, themes in, in mythology. Yeah. Those have been around forever. It's just the way he wrapped them. Mm-hmm. And they're different enough. Like, for him mm-hmm. to be like, oh, Lucas ripped me off is... I don't know. It's kind of an unfounded statement. It's, it's one of those things, too, and it's like a lot of his interviews, you kind of have to, like, well, this is a guy that's been so screwed over right yeah. you know yeah. anything he's probably just that's like an instant reaction almost yeah. to the point yeah. you kind of <laughs> got such a raw deal <clears throat> you know um i think it's easy to see his uh kirby's influence in today's um you know comic book culture for sure you know there's still artists out there that try to emulate mm-hmm. uh his style and you know there's always like uh covers that are done in respect to kirby uh, but i think we're starting to also see maybe you know the movies uh, also, pay tribute to Kirby. I mean, I think when the the Thor trailer yeah. first came out, we immediately noticed that the background machinery was a lot like kind of well, Kirby. Like the, uh, Even I mean, the, the movie, dude, Guardians, yeah. like the Celestial yep. head, and like the uh, I just slipped my mind. But yeah, like yeah, you see his uh, his influences, especially yeah, the Thor looks like it's going to be a pretty big yeah a lot of Thor, costumes. I <laughs> the colors. But, um, yeah. yeah, you could even he, he did ego. He created ego. Yep. Yes. So yeah, you could even say the the Fox stuff with the X Men, like the mm-hmm. resurgence of how quote unquote cool they're making Magneto. 
Yeah. Like, Magneto was created by Kirby. Yes, you he know, was. Like, I mean, he was in that first issue. He shows mm-hmm. up, and he's like, again, like, all that stuff that was going on socially and at the time in our culture, like, the fact that you have guys, like, you were talking about how they draw people the, the way it best suits to fit the story, right? Mm-hmm. So you look at a guy like Professor X, and if you look at those old X-Men, they're along the lines of where Joe was talking about, where he hadn't gotten to the harsh, thick, sort of black lines that yeah. everything was blocky. Right. So Professor X's face looks very serene and peaceful, and the mm. edges are soft. And yeah. you look at Magneto, and he's got his eyes are wide, and yeah. like, you know, <laughs> like he's maniacal. very, very, very like angry kind of guy. And like you can, you get those vibes without even seeing the word bubbles. You know, you you're just right. look, and you're like, oh my gosh, that sort of like idea was there like from the start, and. Now they're starting to like. You can look and they they tap into it even in these movies, you know, like even in the Fox movies. They're the, the idea of trying to go through and show those emotions. It, it, I'm trying to find the words to explain, like in a much more eloquent way. But it was all there to begin with, you know, yeah, like true. all that stuff's there. Very true. And it's just not. It's not that hard to mine from that well because mm-hmm. those guys did all the work mm-hmm. first, you know. You know, you know. I said that um, when I when I started reading Kirby's uh, <laughs> biography, it made me appreciate his work more. And I wanted to um, kind of expand on that. Is that he put a little bit of all of his life experiences in his work? I mean, I mean, it's, I don't. I think it's. I don't think it's not common to know that uh, he kind of based the thing off himself. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, just a street kid, the Yancey Street Gang. You know, his yeah. his childhood kind of gang. Um, but I, I really like that coming back from the war. That he used comic books as an outlet to kind of get help him cope with his PTSD. I yeah. think in some interviews, like his wife was saying that you know he would just you know stay up all night writing and drawing. And um, if you look at things like uh, you know the guys in the foxhole, like oh, yeah. you know, and I, I recommend you know any of our listeners to just Google guys in the foxhole issue one. Like this cover is you could just kind of see like man, that guy's probably saw a lot during his time in war. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and see, you had mentioned, like, you know, Magneto and Charles Xavier. We're talking about two Jewish dudes, you know, tackling things that, um, uh, social issues of the time, you know, and dark side, you know. I think uh, he said that it, he was based on, you know, when he was uh, in the war, um, you know, they were fighting enemies of fascism. Yeah, so. And a lot of those characters. What you got to say to that? I'm going to leave that for another show. <laughs> we'll sidebar on that one. Right. But, um. You're right. For now. I'll let yes. that one be. You're right. Yes. Um, I'm going to just loop that part. You're yeah. right. You're talking about you're right. Yeah. About You're right. <laughs> there, was a lot of things going, there was a lot of things going on in the country socially. That is correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But, and um, the fact that you had two Jewish guys illustrating this thing on mm-hmm. paper. To get, and, and the thing that I guess people seem to miss as a young man reading comic books, we just didn't catch it. No. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't start realizing what he was actually trying to convey yeah. until later on in my life and whatnot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And um, we, I mean, as like I said, as a young person, you're not going to see all of that. I mm-hmm. mean, you're you reading it, but you're not really catching the relevancy of how of how it relates to what's going on in the world so today. So you're yeah. being exposed so, to it, but not digesting yeah. it right away. Correct. Mm-hmm. But it's still there. The it seeds was, it are was, there. The seed was there, and they planted that seed, and. And and that's probably the genius of yeah. behind the whole comic, the whole comic book genre yep. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. 
because they put they put them seeds in our heads and doesn't even, punch you in the face. It's exactly, like very subtle. subtle. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Because people want to read comics to get away from that shit. Yes. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but they but they 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 just put it there enough yeah, so that enough. You, that so that is there, but not like. Yeah, this is what it is. You yeah. know, it's funny seeing like younger guys go, "Dude, Professor X, he's like Martin Luther King, and uh, Magneto's like Malcolm X." Hashtag woke. Hashtag. Uh, <laughs> hashtag didn't even see that. And I'm just kind of like, but, oh, hilarious. Comics. And it's the truth though, because, right? Because like, like, that's something that you, as a young person, would not right. Make Little that kids don't know. Like they're like, eh, yeah, he's that. They they both want the same things, you know, mutants, blah blah blah, yeah. and they move yeah. on with their life, you know. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. Yeah, uh, Kirby. Bo- just- that was actually Botter last week. He called me up. <laughs> and- <laughs> it's like, dude. Hashtag woke. mind blown. Uh, oh man, yeah, Botter yeah. does listen sometimes. They totally block you for <laughs> hashtagging woke. He listens when I talk to him. Sometimes he listens. Woke AF. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, so I, I just got one more question, and then uh, we'll, we'll go on break or whatnot. But um, just suggestions for new readers, like someone who's listening now, and they're like, "Man, this this Kirby guy sounds awesome." I've been slacking, or this is my first introduction to comics. I mean, like, what are some of your personal favorite Kirby projects that you'd recommend for someone? Butter, why do you have a pencil in your hand? Because uh, I, I, <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Steve? What would you recommend you for someone on the spot. trying to get into Kirby? Take that! Take that! Honestly, it, this is kind of funny. For humorous reasons also, I would suggest The Essential Hulk, like what I started with. Because nice. some, of the most, some of the most juiciest tidbits of the Marvel Universe that I like the most are in there. You get horror because of what the Hulk is supposed to be in those first like 12 issues. He's, essentially, he can speak. And he's not like Hulk smash, blah, blah, blah. Like When it turns nighttime... Bruce Banner turns into the Hulk, and the Hulk is like this megalomaniac douche. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like <laughs> at first, yeah, you're at right. First, right? <laughs> like yeah. the first twelve issues are awesome because he's a monster, and you know Thunderbolt Ross is like, we gotta kill this thing, and then he's like hitting things like. Bah! Like I, I love using the word B A H. Like if I ever got into a fight, I would backhand somebody and go bah insect, and then like, and then like step on their head, and then just be like, you are a mi-, like look at you, you milk sop, like milk sop. These, these words no are so, so awesome. Like just insult people in those ways. Great, and the artwork's incredible. Um, it was like great. And you, you know what the best part about you recommending an essential book? You can find it for like twenty five cents, like at Chamblin's or something. Yeah, yeah. like sponsor Chamblin, uh, please sponsor. Oh, please sponsor. Uh, but Jesus like Christ. all of those are great. Like all of the any if you can get your hands on any of like the essential Marvels from the beginning, I would. Mm-hmm. My bias is towards the Hulk because I like the Hulk a whole lot. It's just wonderful. Just to just to see him slap Rick across the face. <laughs> yeah, just like. What? What's going on? Hulk, I'm your biggest fan. Bah! Insect. <laughs> puny, bah! puny insect. You puny mortal. Like all this stuff. Like Just the Hulk. Wow, really, dude? Like, wow. And then, like, you know, they change his color and you got a better disposition on yeah. life, you know? <laughs> what about you, know? you, Pops? What do you got to suggest? Hey, you What's your know, Kirby suggestion? You know what I'm going to say. Fantastic Four? Kirby drew 100 issues of the Fantastic Four. Ooh. And. You can just see the whole Marvel Universe come to fruition through those 100 issues. True. That is my recommendation right there. Good stuff. What about you, Ed? Yeah, besides that, 100% agree with that. I would also, um, 
for me, I would check out something quirky and different. I would check out Mr. Miracle, some of the collections of Good that. Stuff. Yeah. And one reason is because I just found out reading some interviews is that's kind of like the relationship with him and his wife. Because to quote Kirby said, yeah, I like big women. And his, <laughs> his daughter and his, was a big and, woman, too. Yeah, and his, he said, that's, that's my type of girl. It's like my wife's like three inches taller than me. So... <laughs> The good. That's a cool. Like I, I like the character. I like the uh, kind of the your kind of first look into the apocalypse and how that world is run and just like a whole new kind of corner of the DC universe. So that's something I'd recommend. Mr. Yeah. Miracle's good. Stuff. Um, I used to read Mr. Miracle back then. I'll piggyback and say uh, the the New God stuff or any of his fourth world stuff, but um, definitely New Gods. You know, I, I think. Uh, Star Wars was once described to me as like a, a space opera, and I feel the mm-hmm. same way with um, New Gods, you oh, know. Yeah. And, and, and like C had kind of had mentioned, was you know it's a story of you know two gods trading their sons and kind of seeing what the hell happens from there. But um, and in a, in a treaty, but um, that stuff is is fantastic. And I also say his Thor stuff, you know, because just some of those um, and the one the issue that comes to mind is the one where he fights Hercules. Um, just like that, that whole fight battle, you know, that whole battle scene was just ridiculous, you know. Um, Were there bars thrown? So or many, insect so or many bars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know how Thor and Hercules talk. They I got know that old English going on. <laughs> what and, say you, and, Nave? And it's Who like, hey. Nave? The nays and the these and thous, man. That uh, is great stuff. Here is man. thou, that mortal. Is <laughs> and I'll, and I'll, I'll reiterate again, you know, if, if you're looking for an introduction to Kirby, uh, the Kirby King of Comics by Mark Evanier. Like, um, fantastic biography and um, just so, chock full of, like, his spread, uh, splash pages, spreads, and just er- his early stuff. So that's what I'd recommend. Um, so I think we're at a good stopping point. Let's go, and, uh, go on break. We'll come back. We'll do champion season and uh, whatnot. All right? So stay tuned. Slam Stanley. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. The Stan Slam was at a minimum. Which well, I, I, Stan is rich. Work. Kirby died destitute. Okay. Uh. Let me ask you. Let me ask you guys a question. Hey, Dad. I mean, you guys have been reading comics for more than ten years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm being very nice about that. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Thanks, OG. <laughs> what is your favorite Kirby creation? 
Hmm. Just a question. Nice one, Dad. Nice one. I thought I was the host. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh! <laughs> um, but so, no, Bonner, still, Bonner's looking at his dad, and, and, and Joe's like, you know, you were my favorite. You might want to check that wine first. <laughs> I want to check that wine. Uh, I got to say Dark Side. <laughs> dark Side might be my, my favorite creation. Hmm. He's supposed to like uh, embody like the, the uh, just absolute evil, but like cunning evil. Something about him. He's got the Omega Beams. I don't know. Make yeah, plus being cool. all powerful helps. Yeah, that too. His hands are always behind his back. Doesn't even yeah. have to God damn it. He's always at the position of Eddie. He's going to shoot you. He is always gonna, at standby. I'm going to burn you with my eyeballs. I don't even have to Look, move my the, arms. Because the hands come out, a bitch is getting slapped. Yeah. All right? <laughs> Whether it's a new god or... Bah! Yeah. <laughs> Milk's up. Exactly. What's your favorite? Well, I didn't uh, see thing. What's your favorite, Posh? Oh, man. You're like Mr. Reed, Reed Richards, right? Well, no. I mean, I, as much as I love Mr. Did you Fantastic, hear the gasps just now? <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, I, think, <laughs> I think my favorite of all time Kirby creations, Black Bolt. Oh. Nice. Good one. That's, that's a good, good one. I think. The silent killer. And that's exactly what it is. If he opened his mouth, you know everybody's going to fucking die. <laughs> Butter, is that where you get it from? Your yeah, lust for you death? Pum, pum, everybody going to die. Everybody going to die. die. <laughs> <laughs> now, just that, you know what I'm saying? When you, when you look at a character like that, his presence, when he steps on the scene, is like, they. I mean, everybody's like, they just open it up and let him through, and then he let that... So I mean, he ain't got to say much. Just one thing, yeah. And he's—I mean, the whole city is coming down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I—I yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. I likes that. You know what? I can. I'll, I'll, I'd also like to add uh, the demon because our joke about him running uh, sugar. I'm sorry, Death Row Records of comic books. <laughs> oh, the demon. Think about all the rhymes he had to write the for it. Like, right. Etrigan. <laughs> Etrigan. Etrigan. <laughs> Etrian yeah. was dropping bars. Yeah, gone, gone, the former man. <laughs> Arise the demon, J.C. Jiggerman. <laughs> uh, yep. This, this, I yeah. want to see that album. <laughs> yeah. I want that album. You're crazy for this one, <laughs> I would buy that. $20, I would buy it. Damn it. Allow <laughs> me to reintroduce myself. <laughs> Damn it, C. <laughs> you're excused for the rest of the month, C. You're, you're good forever. C, what's your favorite Kirby creation? Uh, Stan Lee's bank money. Oh, oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Sorry. All right. No, I'll, let the, I'll let the slam standing uh, <laughs> edge department. <laughs> the thing. Why? Mama's ever-loving blue-eyed thing. Because there's a lot going on with the thing. Like, he, he, anytime he opens his mouth, there's like wisdom, whether it's street wisdom or mm-hmm. philosophy. You know, And I like that both. Like, it's just some of the stuff that comes out is you're like, holy, wow, huh. Yeah. You, and you always underestimate him. Like the whole original book by his cover thing. And plus yeah. he was That's like... Fair, man. Sensitive. He's got folk wisdom and like, you know, he's there for you. Yeah, you know, like he's your buddy. Like he's That's like true. the the kind of person you can you can judge people by two ways. People like and friends, mm-hmm. friends that will help you move, and friends that won't help you move. Yeah, that's true. Okay, <laughs> that's true. Though in life, that is my measure for a good person. All right. The thing is, the kind of dude 
that if you're like, man, I know I've asked you already. I, I got to I'm moving down the street, man. Can you help me out? I got like three sofas and a hundred TVs. <laughs> Would you, would you mind helping me? He'd be there like, what day and when do I bring the pizza? <laughs> Only oh. if it's not on Saturday, though. I got to keep kosher and Shabbos. Shabbos. Shomer Shabbos. Shomer Shabbos. So he helps you move and he brings the pizza? Yeah, I was about to say, that's, that's, that's a hell of a friend. No one, like, no, no, I don't think anyone like that exists. The thing is that sta- he's no, that I'll stay the villain. I'm not helping any motherfuckers <laughs> move. <laughs> it's like, it's like, and that's why it's Dr. Doom. Yeah, on your own. <laughs> Ed, what's your favorite? Uh, Ed, see, that was, that was, that was good. Uh, see, I'm going to say, Ed, what's your favorite uh, Kirby um, creation? Probably, oh man, so many. I'm going to say uh, probably Galactus. Good just one. the concept of the Galactus, good and one. just good one. I love that aesthetic. I love the armor, the the big just giant the big helmets, head. those yeah. like kind of horns, those like squared off horns. Just such a cool yeah. look, and it still looks cool today. You yeah, know? it's still like it's, it's stood the test of time. And uh, Modok, just because it's so crazy looking, <laughs> he's just a face. I like how face. <laughs> just a little face, just a wrinkly face oh, with a he's head so grotesque sticking out of it. Yeah. And Kirby, I'm just thinking, how could you how could you expect somebody who swings his feet? <laughs> hey, wait, let me let me ask you this: Can Modok pick up a couch with those gimpy ass arms? True. How about he uses no? tractor beam bad head. person, which is a lot better. Oh, he, put his, he put his head in a giant robot before, so you know maybe yeah. then. I think in Kirby's I think in Kirby's world, he he didn't believe in dentists because a lot of his uh, characters always had like oh, the most jaggedy, jaggedy teeth. teeth. Yeah. Dude, big especially in apocalypse, there's now no that, dentists on. Now apocalypse. that Ashley's not here, let's talk about how I'm, I got a I got some she beef. messed up teeth. I got some beef oh. with Loki. Uh-oh. In the cinematic universe, he is not ugly enough. Yeah, he's not. He's not ugly enough. No one's ugly in movies. I'm, I'm not fic, asking. Fanfic You want Steve Buscemi? No, no. I was going to say, I'm not asking Steve Buscemi level of weird looking. But the dude has no wrinkles on his face. And Loki clearly has a shit ton of wrinkles on his face to make him. You remember how. Oh, Bart or not, you remember how we were making fun of. Let's bring this up. How you draw, like you would draw somebody, and you'd know they were bad if their hair was messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, when, like when Reed Richards was had like, a bad hair day, fucking, <laughs> he was like evil. possessed or evil. There was an evil Reed running around. Like his hair was jacked up. That's the first thing I'm gonna look for if I ever see you. And you're like, yo, bedhead. If I I'm got like, bedhead, you know, I'm I'm about to do like some you're shady possessed stuff or something. Yeah. It's like goatee or bedhead. That was like the signs right, of evil. right. <laughs> so. Uh, Ed, you had you had brought up a story while we were on break, and I, I feel like we, we have to capture it on a recording, uh, just in case if any of our listeners aren't aware of this story. But you know, a couple—it hasn't been a year, but a couple of months back, there was all that like fiasco and debate about punching Nazis and their yes. rights. <laughs> oh, well, Jack Kirby. Kirby. There's an interesting story about him uh, almost punching Nazis in the yeah, face, re- right? Yeah, yeah. So this was pre-war, so I guess I said, this is relevant because they actually yeah. were Nazis, like, legit. legit. Because there was actual like a Nazi headquarters in New York. Yeah, and they said that he got when he was doing Captain America, and uh, like I said, they didn't appreciate the their, National Socialist Party. Yes, and they didn't appreciate Hitler being punched out by Captain America, so they basically threatened him. They were in his like the lobby of the building. It's like come down here, we'll show you. Like uh, you know, basically they threatened to beat him up. So it's like all right, boys. Be down in a minute. So he rolled up his sleeves, went down the elevator. He said, "By the time he got down, they were gone. Like he went outside, looked both ways. They were you couldn't see him." So <laughs> I just imagine an elevator yeah. opening yeah. and like a plume of like cigar yeah. smoke just wisping out, and like some like dude with his sleeves rolled up, smelling like brute cologne, cigars, and, and Austrian Jew pride, just walking out like, "All right." 
Brooklyn represent, <laughs> motherfucker? Where are you guys at? So that that sounds like the first so documented awesome. instance of uh, internet thugging right there. Yeah. <laughs> like they were talking shit until hashtag shit. anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> So shit hit the fan. And that's and like, you know, when you're... The, tro- the original trolls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're raised, like, poor in New York. Anyone crosses you, you get a punch in the face. Yeah, yeah that's the way and that's out of respect. And that's how it yeah. is. That's how it was. <laughs> that's the way it was. Here's a respectful punch in the face. Yeah. <laughs> you learn something now? Oh, man. All right. That's why you got to respect somebody who will not hesitate to punch somebody in the face. You got yeah. to respect that. Yeah. I'm sorry. He yeah. didn't. He could have said security get him out. He's just like, all right, I'll be down in a I'll minute. Be right there, man. So, you know, I, 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 I feel like security would have laughed at him. Like you're a comic book artist, dude. Especially at the time, security at the time. They were security. I, 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 no security. I don't think. Security. I don't think they would have laughed at him. This man. isn't Rand Corporation. <laughs> yeah, this is, they had no security. They were their own security. Yeah, this isn't Danny Rand Corporation. I'm like. saying he, they were their own security back then. I'm a billionaire. Oh so, man. See, I'm not sure. You know, you're a very busy man. Uh, you also yep. work. You know, you know, do, do podcasting with it. the Straight Challenge crew, which fantastic shout out to them. Thank you. Um, I wanted to get your opinion because you're you're my Hellboy dude. Like you're my Hellboy dude for now. Oh. Till you Ooh. become a Hellboy fan. <laughs> what oh. are your thoughts on the images of uh, Hellboy? Uh, who's the dude playing him? David Arbor. Thank David you, David Arbor. Arbor. Yeah. The da- images of David Arbor as Hellboy came out. H G H. And um, it's a hell of a drug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so th- there's, there's. So you don't think that's fake muscles on there? It's possible. I think it's like the what they did with Legend because that's yeah. what he reminded me of. The mm-hmm. images yeah. reminded me of Tim Curry as Darkness and Legend. Yeah, it could be. So Plus I imagine it's probably like some sort of foam latex because there's no way. That dude got that. Jacked. He's kind of dumpy. But, yeah, but why super... not? I mean, it's been how many? How many year? Uh, dude, yeah. was the, what's, what was his last movie? And what was the time in between? It, uh, or show? The last right? movie he did was like, probably Suicide Strike? Squad. Okay. And he, you know, like, and I, I mean, sure, if he wants to look, he doesn't have a history of being a jack dude. This yeah, way. okay, that's what Fair I'm saying. Right. I don't I think. <laughs> I, I think it's. A, I think it's all prosthetics. You know, like everything. Mm. Um, I, I thought about, I was very excited. Like, yeah, and don't good. get me wrong, and I'm sure Ed can vouch for me with this. The Hellboy movies that Del Toro did are good movies. Mm-hmm. They're just not good Hellboy movies. Hashtag mm. not my Hellboy. Exactly. I mean, it's like, guys can eat, hashtag not, eat my dick. Right? Well, they're not bad. Yeah, they're not Show bad. Show episode title right there. Hold right on, there. Because like, right. those movies put Hellboy on the map for a lot of uh, oh, totally. you know, people. So mm-hmm. they help totally. the character, which is good. But I don't think they're Hellboy movies. Like, no. So, uh, again, I was talking with my friend Matt Stinson, friend of the show. Shout out. Um, he said, man, I hope this movie goes hard R, which to an extent I agree with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to a, more of an extent, I, I would say I hope this movie goes hard folktale. Because yeah. that's essentially what Hellboy is, is yeah. basically Jack Kirby mixed in with European folktales. Mm-hmm. And they need, to, they need to cover that more. And I heard that, isn't Mila Jovovich going to be some Ukrainian death god? Oh. Like she's, I, I, I'm hoping it's Hecate. Bonus. I'm, I'm hoping it's Hecate. That's my... That's yeah. my Throw in the hat, hmm. my guess. Um, or she could be a version of the Barkalak. <laughs> she could just grow a beard. Mila Jovovich with a beard. <laughs> a beard and like an old man um, makeup. But totally mess with people. To answer your initial question, <laughs> yes, I'm excited about the images. Um, he, he he looked like a Hellboy before the yeah. makeup, you know, yeah. like kind of like a. His facial yeah, structure, you know? yeah. So. I'm excited. I didn't yeah. think he looked much buffer than uh, Ron Perlman's. Um, well, Ron Perlman also was the foam prosthetic. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, yeah, like that's, yeah. You know he, he makes fun of it. Uh, I've watched the behind-the-scenes Hellboy like, on the DVD like 500 times. He talks about going to the trailer. He's like, 
He goes from fifty year old Jew to superhero. <laughs> <laughs> shit. The only difference is this uh, Hellboy looks like he uses head and shoulders. I was like, that's, that's a nice set of hair on that guy. Oh, he's got his hair down. Yeah, I he mean, does. yeah, he does wear it in like that bun, top yeah. bun, yeah. <laughs> hipster boy. Man, the man bun. bun? He can get yeah, away with top it. bun. Yeah. It's the only because, person I want to see with a man yeah, bun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cell boy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, C. Thank you. Um, guys, I think we are at a good point in the show where we can do our champion season. I know people have been waiting for it, so let's go ahead and give them that intro song right here. And a reminder to those who are tuning in for the first time who are asking, what the hell is champion season? Champion season is our segment of the show where we all get a chance to go around the table. Everyone gets a chance to highlight one or two things within the pop culture world that has really resonated with us this week. So it could be a movie, a comic book, a TV series, anything that we feel like, hey, this shit is awesome. I got to share it with people. So this is our chance to tell you what to check out. Ed, how about you start us off? What do you got to champion today? Um, I'm just going to champion because I just watched it. I don't know if I championed the Tick last time, but I'll throw in a quick champion there. Tick is fantastic. Six 30-minute episodes. That's great. Um, But season three of iZombie is on uh, Netflix, and I just love that show (laughs) for some reason. And this season ended on a very insane note, so I don't know. Oh, man, shaking my head, shaking his head at me. But I love that show. Um, this season is pretty crazy. I'm not sure if they've written themselves into a corner, but uh, it's good. It's a fun show. If you like procedurals with some uh, like uh, NCIS or shows like that with uh, comic book elements, it's uh, just a fun show. Likeable characters. I enjoy it. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Ed. Dad, what do you got a champion? Huh? What? Do you got? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you got a champion, Dad? Dad, give Ed a break, man. He's got... You know, likes and stuff. Yeah. He's an yeah, individual. It's a fun show. I Zombie. Did you watch it? No. Oh, well then, hey. <laughs> Dad, you can't For sure judge. watch it. <laughs> Actually, I can. But I won't. Yeah, you don't have to. No, no. You don't I, have to. I'm going to give you, I'm going to let you have that one. I didn't ahead. think, honestly, I didn't think, I didn't watch it. That's why I kind of, I didn't watch it until it did come on Netflix. So, and I watched the first episode and it's like. Because I, I like the comic, it was okay, but I didn't think I would like it. But I was surprised that I liked it. It was it surprised me. It wasn't a show I was actively waiting for to come out. You know? Oh, do you and Ed said he hated the first one hundred episodes of the freaking Fantastic Four? Oh, <laughs> shit. okay, no. it's okay. I don't. I don't no, read. Uh, let's see the thing about it. Is, I don't, <laughs> see, it's, see, I don't read comic books because people like them. I read them because I like them. Yeah, it's, Sorry. it's oh, uh, what about what it is? got me so good. But the Wait thing about it is this and whatnot. I'm not judging you on that. No, no, I know. But, um, but is it better than Supergirl? I've heard some uh, good things about Supergirl. So wait, 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 I've heard wait, good wait. things about it too. You gotta com- you haven't watched enough. Of I don't think it's okay. the same show though. Yeah, I don't think we're talking about the same show. show. Okay. Yeah. Show. This. Anyways, like, I, I, anyways, I don't mean. Well, I did watch something that was that was good. Um, Teen Titans: The Judas Contract. Oh, that, oh, the that's out. right. It's out. Good. It's good? that is excellent. I mean, mm. is not exactly like the comic. Mm. But no, there are some Should elements. Cover the statutory that, rape. No, there are some elements that are actually from the comic hmm. that was good. Okay, and Deathstroke. Yeah, Deathstroke is awesome. I love Deathstroke. But yes, watch it. It's great. Okay, it's great. Is that your only champion? You got anything else? Uh, no. Dad, real quick, only because we talk about uh, you know Game of Thrones, and Ashley's such a big Game of Thrones fan. What do you think about the season? The season of Game of Thrones. I know you and Mom watch it every Sunday, dude. Um, 
a lot of the revelations that happened in the show, I already knew like seasons ago because I had researched it and I and I was pulling up everybody's spoiler? questions. And, yeah, wait, but, wait, wait, but wait, I wait. did not want to spoil it for My people. My dad was scaring the internet with spoilers? You, you're right. I, I sure was because, because I <laughs> got... was backhanded me. you right. Because I got interested. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When something interests me, I research it. Dude, that season so, moved quick. Yeah, it, it moved real quick. So but good. you know what? I dug the hell out of me the too. last season of it. Those the dragons and the... Oh, my God, it was awesome. Yeah. The only... I mean, yeah, there was some... Things that they could have done a little bit better, of course. But, yeah, the way it ended, great. Yeah, it was... And now, being that the next season is the last season of it, mm. everything will be revealed. I mean, the thing with Arya at the beginning, that just kicked off the first episode. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, it was oh. awesome, wasn't it? Ashley, this would <laughs> that be... That little girl is Ashley, awesome, boy. If Ashley, like, you're listening, this could have been the episode. What's going on? I didn't understand. I was like, what, is this a flashback? What's going on? <laughs> this could have been the episode you yes. could have been bonded with the Marvel Legends. We need to do Ashley. a Game of Thrones episode, I think. For yeah, you're more than welcome to. Dad, dad. Yes. I'll be taking a vacation. <laughs> As will I. Oh. <laughs> Don't Golden tell era. me you guys don't like Game of Thrones. I don't Thrones. like Game of Thrones. I don't. Golden Wait, era. We don't have enough time. Golden era. Ed, Ashley, and uh, Adam are big Game of Thrones uh, people. Peeps. They're going to do a show. Game of Thrones. Maybe, has, they, maybe they can invite you for that. It has that. more to oh, do yeah. with me not liking George R. R. Martin. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> I, I really dislike that. See, we got yes. like four hours. This got go. Right. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I, we'll, we'll do this another time. Indeed. Oh. Indeed. I feel like the, the the when you guys decide to actually catch up on all these other time conversations, it'll be like you know two years worth of conversations. Well, well, well. When, let's put it this way: when I'm in my wheelchair, sitting back, and you know, what I'm saying I I can't work no more. You're just gonna be laughing at us because we'll be doing the same and, thing yeah, you're doing right now. Yeah, like, and, and let then, me tell you another thing. Joe's then, like, yeah. <laughs> they've ruined no, what you, you know. loved. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Then y'all could y'all y'all all could come over to the house and we could sit back and we'll have s'mores and yeah. we could talk hey, about all of these things that we really want to catch s'mores, up. S'mores, chocolate, marshmallows, and bitterness. Yeah. Mm, dude, there you go, s'mores, dude. That's what it is. Some yell at teenagers outside the window, yelling at them. Hey, <laughs> that's it. This is the Yancey Street game. <laughs> yes. No, Dad, come no. on, yeah, Yancey Street is. That's right. <laughs> See, what do you got to champion for us, man? Uh, of course, I'm going to champion it. I mm. loved it. Thought it was a great movie. Um, I'm also going to champion, of course, Twin Peaks. Uh, mm-hmm. It's done. Loved it. Um, and a band. I say a band. It's. It's. I think it's just one guy. Uh, it's a group called Perturbator, mm. and the dude was in a black metal band, mm. and uh, ended up making uh, synthwave music. So it sounds a lot like eighties. Like if how do I describe this? If Blade Runner. Uh, ejaculated onto Whoa. a a looper machine <laughs> with a synthesizer what? next to it that's what this music would sound like it's like music you you feel like you're a cop in the 80s and you're in a dark alley and someone's chasing little you little john carpenter and you're synth run- action? exactly All like right. that I like john it. carpenter movies like yeah okay i can dig that i love that stuff like that now, that was good stuff what are you yes. talking about with it's a little bit of demon uh, saying, like, demon raps like, in there too like sh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah no like <laughs> <laughs> so now all I'm imagining now is like the demon is now Jay-Z for the DC oh. universe 
like Damn. Etrigan is like I imagine Etrigan like puff like kind of like like the dude just still like he's like he's never gonna be as cool as as any of the his counterpart you know like oh man. That's good. It's like, yeah, take that, take that. I better transform. Yo, my name's Stanley. Yo, they're gonna try and beat the shit out of me. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) superstar status. (laughs) 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 My ribs. It's your boy. (laughs) 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 From the projects of hell. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's thank you, sir. So that, that, that music, that music that you that, that you had put on, that's from the Warriors, right? Uh, it's it. You know, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> like straight. God damn it! Now I'm all. <laughs> Is it all instrumental? If there's a fan out. out there listening, could somebody please draw Jay Z as Etrigan? Yes. Please send Yo, us a picture please, of fan fans. art of. Of Jay-Z as Etrigan. We don't ask for much, but no. Just something We want like, this. <laughs> I want a picture of that. I want him like just Photoshop. straight up with a, like Joe Camel with a... With a Rockefeller chain. Just please. something like that. Yeah. That would be awesome. Oh, and then... Good. A red tunic. Oh, just a... <laughs> <laughs> with those socks that Gargamel yeah. wore. Because that's and essentially what he was... <laughs> and because this is the Kirby episode, please add some Kirby crackles. Yes, add right? some crackles. Yeah. If you could incorporate the word crack with crackles considering that's what Jay-Z wow yo <laughs> yeah straight up soul with them Dominicanos <laughs> uh, thank you I'd like to um, it's my turn right I'd like to uh, champion uh, Cesar Cordero uh, first and foremost um, oh, that's so good uh, no for um, <laughs> I'd like to champion Narco season 3 which mm. Uh, shouldn't be no surprise. Damn it, Potters. I know, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> look, Narco season three is fantastic. I know a lot of people were a little worried about the season because um, uh, Pablo Escobar was not the center uh, villain, hmm. but I think the show still carries on very well, especially with Agent Pena and uh, dealing with the Cali cartel. Uh, looking back at some of the old newsreels at the time that talked about you know the, the whole drug trade and the the, um, the war on drugs, um, it is crazy to think that this show is based on most part pretty factual uh, history and, and, and a timepiece. Um, of course, it's done for Netflix or it's you know done in a very um, bombastic and you know exploitive way, but it's still a fantastic show, especially if you like the first two seasons. Um, <clears throat> I think the characters are just as uh, strong um, as you know some of the older ones from seasons one and two. So Narco season three still holds up. And the other thing I'll champion is a new podcast with uh, Stretch and Bobito. It's called What's Good with Stretch and Bobito. NPR. It's an NPR podcast. So. Uh, they're interviewing. Uh, <laughs> they're interviewing. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. The defi- uh, the description of the show is: it's a source for untold stories and uncovered truths. They're talking about art, music, politics, sports, and what's good. Um, the two episodes I've listened to um, have been with Dave Chappelle and uh, what's that dude's name? Daniel Rollins. I forgot the name. Uh, Don, Ashley Larry. Donnell. Thank you. Thank Donnell you. Donnell Rollins. Rollins. Yeah. Uh, the Dave Chappelle and Donnell Rollins episode is fantastic, and the Chance the Rapper episode is fantastic as well. Hmm. Um, Stretch and Bobito, you know, uh, if you look at their history, they are, uh, for any hip-hop head, you say Stretch and Bobito, they know who the hell that is. Uh, they are the hip-hop, you know, radio interviewers 
of, of all time. So uh, for them to be on NPR is, is a big deal. And this show is really well done. And those guys, as much as they goof off, they ask some incredible questions. Like I, I listen to their podcast and I, I'm, I'm like, man, that's a really good question. How can I incorporate that on here? So, uh, yeah. So I'll champion those two narcos. Uh, what's good of Stretch and Bobito and uh, Cesar Cordero as uh, the <laughs> demon slash JC? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, man, this has been a, a, a really fun episode, guys. Like, um, See, I, I got to give you props because, like I said, you came to me with the idea of, yo, let's celebrate Jack Kirby. And uh, you, you put in a lot of legwork with the, with the questions and the setups. Well, so I, I want to I wanna definitely applaud you. I will you. return the props because you told me, you're like, dude, I just finished this Kirby book. And yeah, I was Kirby like, book is fantastic. stop. Stop being on that Marvel dick. <laughs> and you were like, <laughs> and you were like, no, dude, seriously, this guy's blowing my mind. I'm just kind of like, yeah. I yeah. said it just like a like a fiend. I don't know why I made your voice yeah, like that I, just now. Like, I, don't, I don't know neither. Like you were Gollum or something, yeah. you know. And, and to our listeners, I want to thank them for their patience as well. I know it's uh, our schedule's been a little funky. Uh, Hurricane Irma was not the friendliest of storms. But if you guys enjoyed this episode, I implore you guys to send us your thoughts. Uh, maybe you have a, a, a story about Jack Kirby that we haven't heard or may, might have like skipped over. But uh, we hope to do more of these kind of introspective did, and review episodes. Sorry. Uh, did you see that the other hurricanes, like there's Hurricane Jose. And Yo, it's like the Avengers hold of on, Hurricanes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So there's Hurricane Jose. <laughs> Then they have Hurricane Maria right behind him. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is Lee? The- Hurricane Lee? Lee? Dude, the jokes set up themselves. They should have Hurricane Jose, Hurricane Maria, and Hurricane Jesus right behind. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, man. Like, that's <laughs> funny. I don't understand this, man. Wow. Who's picking these names? <laughs> Hopefully none of those will disrupt our uh, schedule any further. Dad, oh. I know that when, when I told you – and, Dad, thank, thank you for coming on the show. You know, I, I feel it. like you, know, you were the missing element we needed for a Kirby appreciation episode. It was only right we had the Marvel OG. Stop smiling so hard, Dad. <laughs> but it, Joe's, you know, uh, wait, yeah. Joe's eyebrows just got thicker. Yeah. Like, just like turned more, more, more. He looks like Orion. Kirby. Where'd that like, cigar come from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he brought up one thing when I told him, "Hey, we're doing a Kirby episode. Here's a theme. We're gonna just kind of just you know you know give time to appreciate the king." Uh, he was like, "Well, does that mean you guys are gonna do episodes about other comic artists, John Bashima, um, some of the John uh, Romita, yeah, thank Gil you, Kane, Gene Colon. So, and I want to say, you know, if, if our if Listeners, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know so we know where to kind of direct our energies. I wouldn't mind doing more episodes where we highlight a particular creator and kind of go through their history. So if you enjoyed it, let us know. I want to use this time any shout-outs or particular events going on that you guys want to highlight. Ed, are you doing any conventions or you want to highlight anything? Uh, no conventions. I still have the uh, my Metroid enamel pins. You can get them at Video Game Rescue now if you want to pick them up there. Nice. Or you can uh, get them from me. But, yeah, no shows as of until probably December. It's not convention season now anyways, right? It's kind of it's died kind of down, It's kind of a right? lull. Yeah, it's kind of a lull. And usually it's summer, spring, summer is the convention season. And then this is kind of like a handful of them for the rest of the year. But, All right. Yeah. Word. What about you, C? What do you got? You, got, you doing uh, stand-up? No, but I'm, I'm going to get back into it. Word. Um, but people can still was, catch you on... I was about to say, okay. I was going to shout out the Straight Chilling podcast. Um, if you like horror movies, we rate, review, and wa- we watch them, of course. Um Stay tuned. We're going to do it. Nice. And you'll hear our thoughts on that movie. And also, I'd like to, of course, I'm always going to shout out my boy Matt Stinson's school, um, Bold City Longsword, uh, located on Lennox. Uh, if you want to get involved in European martial arts, um, they teach different kinds. They, you'll learn how to use a broadsword. You'll learn how to use a rapier. Uh, they have a sword and buckler. They also uh, are partnering up with the, I think, the Kung Fu school that's there. 
um, that they share the building with. So they also do uh, the European wrestling as well. What style of Kung Fu they got? Um, Sangha is the type of wrestling, so I don't know which style. Um, you'll just have to come and check it oh, out, Joe. Challenge, challenge the dojo. <laughs> I think I think you would like. Uh, Matt, I would Matt, probably do that. Where Jump up and break their it's, sign. It's actually like in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Your dojo is bullshit. Joe's gonna come over here. He's like. <laughs> Wow. You call this a dojo? Joe's wow. going to be. Gonna I will crush you. Joe's going to be like. So I thought I saw. You come over here. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's like. Uh, Indeed, you are powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you now. You will be victorious. Uh, oh, and so, anyway. so anyway, yeah, 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 my buddy Matt, he's got the school. Come on out if you want to go. Um, Catch Straight Chillin' if you want. Uh, stay tuned. There will be more shows regarding comedy. Still kind of recuperating with my back and all that stuff. So, Word. You didn't tell me what the school was, dude. I don't know the exact address. but uh, Is it off Lennox now? Or it is off of Lennox. Um, you know, I'll, I'll pull it up in, in, in the middle. It's between, like, it's, um, you know where the Goodwill is on Lennox? It's like yeah. one block further up. So, Is it between Edgewood and um, um, Cassett, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Lennox, All right. Yeah. I'll roll. Only because there's probably a listener like use fucking Google asshole. Yeah, Matt's probably like Google it. You sons of bitches. Look, Bold City Longsword at four two five one Lennox Avenue. They have Instagram three two zero five. They got Instagram and Facebook, or just jacksonwilhema.com dot com. I'll find it. Jacksonville Hema. Dad, I think you would you would actually really enjoy it. First of all, Matt is is an awesome guy, and he's a good teacher. And I will tell you this: there's probably nothing more disturbing than seeing Joe with a broadsword in his hand. Yeah, that's pretty. I got one. I'm, I'm oh, saying like well a Dow is not it's not like a one of those European that's ones. what I'm it's saying a Chinese one. I, Joe you're a large man <laughs> and with a European sword ben, ben, you ben. would look like the mountain okay the mountain yes. the mountain this guy like making Game of Thrones of, like, reference oh, no, Game of Thrones the hound yeah. <laughs> yeah. wait what that's he's a hound he talks that's more he, shit I was gonna say that's how you really, yeah. <laughs> Joe's gonna be sitting here it's like mountain's uh, just a zombie in a suit that's what I'm saying <laughs> someone's gonna be coming up to Joe and be like you know there are people that don't like the first 100 episodes of the Fantastic Four. You'll be like, "Little people are cunts. Welcome. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it's not for them. It's for me. It's for, they're right, cunts. Yeah. yeah, I got I got two uh, quick shout outs. I, I mentioned Austin Wade Ellis, who runs the uh, Reader's Copy um, Instagram page, but he also um, uh, has his business called Threat Supply. It's a clothing um, company that dabbles in Jaguars um, paraphernalia. Uh, shirts, etc. And every home or every season, he kind of does new, um, new products. So mm. this season, no different. He's got pocket tees, dad hats, and a bunch of just paraphernalia. You got to go on threatsupply.squarespace.com. Uh, his catchphrase, which I love the best, is uh, creating things that don't suck for every Jags get home game. So check him out. Wow. He's got a new line of things. <laughs> uh, shout out to Austin, um, who I said, like I said, readers copy Instagram page got me into Kirby big time. And um, I also do another shout out. <clears throat> For another uh, short box alumni, Malcolm Jackson, uh, really awesome photographer here in Jax. Uh, him and three other prominent photographers uh, will be 
are having a showcase on uh, September 30th at 7 p.m. at Space 42. The uh, exhibition is called Candy, the Land of Dunks. It's a group photography exhibition. It's an immersive photography exhibition examining the car culture of the quote-unquote dunk created in Florida during the 1980s and its continued influence around the world. There'll be a cash bar, a barbecue food truck, a pop-up shop, and a special guest DJ. So shout-outs to Malcolm and uh, Austin Wade Ellis uh, for the continued hustle and just putting out really dope shit out there. So check them out. And uh, that's what I've got for shout-outs. I do want to go ahead and plug us and so if you're new to the Shortbox Podcast and you found this uh, episode in some random way, I just want to say that we have a central hub. It's uh, www.shortboxjacks.com. Uh, from there, you'll find links to our SoundCloud, our iTunes, our Stitcher Radio. So anywhere you can find podcasts, you can more than likely subscribe to the, pod, uh, to the Shortbox Podcast. It's free, and you'll stay up to date whenever we drop new episodes. On top of that, we are on social media everywhere. We're on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, so you can always stay up to date with us. Ed does a fantastic job of posting some of the funniest stuff <laughs> I've seen out there, and also articles, uh, news, etc. So you can follow us and you can listen to us in all types of manners. So check us out, and uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You know, like I said, our schedule's been a little funky, and I'm hoping that this extended episode kind of makes up for some of the uh, time lapses. But um, yeah, shoot us an email, let us know what you think, and as always, Marvel OG, so it's a pleasure. Thanks. We'll so be back in three months, folks. <laughs> <laughs> One last rib. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. See you. Peace. Peace.